Just to intro this, I just want to know how you guys like the end of the book. Crazy. How do you like it? And then how did this rank compared to the other books? I think I keep liking them more and more. Like I feel like it keeps I think so better. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because so there's. Would you say four, three, two, one is your favorite? You like your order? Yeah. Four, three, one, two for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I like. I'm learning. We're just getting more and more of the story, like the background story, mm. and that's what I've been enjoying. Yeah. And then trying to have theories of why. So that's why I've been like this. I cannot believe how <laughs> close you were <laughs> with that theory. I it was very close. <clears throat> we had the wrong crouch, but we were yeah, I know. <laughs> we were pretty the, spot on. And the polyjuice potion, I'm like, nope, it's not. <laughs> the real curveball is but. that they have the same name. I know because that's the only reason. You know what yep. I mean? All of our thinking about the polyjuice was because of the Marauders map seeing Barty Crouch on the map. The map should distinguish juniors. Yeah. But uh, hey, if that's his magical legal name, that's how it goes. Threw us off. When I was like, Very clever. I know. And I was like cheering. I was like, yes, we got it right. I knew it. But then I was like, oh, but it's a son. So it's not exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oof. But even we were really close, even with the um, the exchange when they did. Um, you guys asked like Mad-Eye Moody, when would the shift yeah. been? And yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got it wrong, but we were also right because we we're like, oh, it's when they were that whole debacle where yeah. someone with the bins with the, and yeah, um, we to mentioned it, but I never really thought it was again because yeah. we were thrown off with Crouch because we we're like, oh, we saw Crouch and him in the same room a couple times, but yeah. we didn't. See but who would have sun. ever thought the sun would have gotten out of jail? Exactly. Yeah. So like that Goodness. was never going to. But we were close enough. Because it was yeah. such a brief thing mentioned in the book. And Sirius firmed it up. He firmed That's it up. We I even said saying. that. We're like, mm. we know he's dead yeah. because Sirius <laughs> literally watched him get buried. Right. <laughs> what the? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Nothing is sure anymore. That's why like the, this mm. polyjuice potion idea, you nailed it. But the polyjuice potion was even beyond that. Like there was yes. two, three layers of polyjuice yeah. potion. Three polyjuice potion things. So my uh, thought at the moment is... I don't know if you've ever seen Mission Impossible 2, yeah. but at a point, they're just people whipping oh, off yeah, masks for like 20 masks. minutes. Nobody is anybody. You're just like, ah, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah. I'm thinking at the beginning of the next book, it would be comforting to me if somebody invented a polyjuice uh, discovery detector. mechanism. Yeah, mm. like a detector of some kind, because at this point... She's opened up a can of worms with polyjuice and with time travel. She never shut the door on time travel, but she kind of needs to do that with polyjuice or yeah. we're not going to be able to trust anybody for the rest of the books. <laughs> well, you can't trust anybody in any of them. We can't anyway. You're That's right. True. But I'm just like, oh, no. One of the because funniest things to me, though, was <laughs> one of the first things you said was we definitely trust Moody. <laughs> yeah. He's the only person we do trust. Yeah. And I, in the great. back of my head, I'm going. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> haven't really known who Moody is the entire book. Yes, we literally mm -hmm. don't know him mm -hmm. at all. So oh, all the nice things we thought were Moody, like with Neville, with Harry, yep. it wasn't. And mm -hmm. I, that's the part I still don't fully understand. Why was he being so nice? And well, maybe we'll get to it and talk well, a little also more. Also, we but. were saying, though, like, I feel like in the beginning, he probably was more like Moody. And then because Dumbledore was saying he was lacking and taking the apologies potion as like mm. right because he was right. getting excited towards the end of it. Then yep. I was like, oh, now he's slipping up on like certain things because I feel like maybe in the beginning he was acting like him. Yeah, I guess he would have to more. if he's going to be around people who know him. 
and none of them realized he wasn't Moody, he would have to really be playing a good convincing Moody. So can we feel like we know Moody a little bit or well, not really? No, but Dumbledore knew right away, which was interesting. But only at the very end. He must have been suspicious already. Or maybe that was truly that out of character for Moody. But to me, when I read that part, that Dumbledore knew the second he took Harry out of his sight, because Moody would never do that. I was like, is it that obvious? Like after a moment like that, you don't take Harry away. Like it did feel suspicious, but for Dumbledore to immediately know, I was like, oh, I thought though that was the whole thing they were saying like the ancient magic where like Dumbledore had a like a spell on hair that anytime he was like in his presence or whatever he was untouchable by Voldemort so in my mind I was thinking oh Mm. Moody would never take him away from Dumbledore because he knows that he's the safest yeah right right so Moody would never remove Harry from that I thought. Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And this shows that there are certain things that can get out of, out of Dumbledore's grasp. He doesn't have a perfect grasp on everything that's going on. I don't like which, that. Which, yeah, I don't like that either. That, like, hurts. But that mm. he was duped by this guy for almost the entire year. The only time that he really knew it wasn't the true Moody was when he took Harry away. And he said the true Moody would never do that. Maybe his he was raising suspicion the whole time. But and that was a confirmation, but... But I also feel like they were saying he was going crazy because he was getting very like suspicious yeah. about everything because of the like the Death Eaters and like he always mm. was watching his back kind of thing and getting a little more crazy. So maybe Dumbledore was like, oh, he's a little off on his character because of this. Yeah. Right. In the school system. But when he did that, that was like, OK, no, this is. Yeah. Him. Yeah, that's a great point. But then it was crazy because Mad Eye Moody then says something about his trunk. Remember in like the yes. previous chapter? <laughs> we like literally someone- said. <laughs> That's where he keeps his victims. There were <laughs> so many like, moments. Oh my gosh. Re- I was I like I'm listening sometimes to the quietly. podcast and I'm like, we were literally talking about everything that was yes. going to happen. And we were just like casually like, you even said like Rita Skeeter is an anime. Yeah, and she's not really unregistered. <laughs> yes. I re-listened to that and I was like. It was right there. Guys, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I don't if think I really ever is. needed practice to school my face, <laughs> yeah. the past few episodes were it. That like, is oh so great. That Mad Eye Moody oh. Poly Juice, though, that yeah. was a great reaction. Because you guys <laughs> truly need to rewatch or re listen to the podcast because there are things that me and Kristen snuck in just as like jokes <laughs> and just going along with your theories. Like, there was one, I think, in the, one of the more recent ones where. Um, we were talking about her being an animagus and we just made like a quick joke about like, oh, she's sending <laughs> flies up to the thing. Oh, yes. And all of us just made like mean fly on the just, wall, yeah, we whatever. We just made a quick yep. joke about that. Yep. We're like, you guys, I think you, you hit almost every single point in this book, the prediction of it, except a few small things, <laughs> which were big things and ultimately that you nailed, but you like <laughs> joked around about, or you just didn't quite grasp or like, right. even we the didn't trunk know thing. for sure. Yeah. It was just kind of like throwing it out there as well. Yeah, and, Cause you don't really know. And yeah. we do and come up with so many theories that some of them are yeah. far off. Well, it's not like we're like, this is the thing. Although we were pretty sure about the polyjuice thing. I know. Yeah, that's true. But, we're like it has to be. Why yeah. would that come up again? You guys nailed the apologies thing. When you when you started saying that, I remember I had to go. Hold on, hold on. So you're telling me, yep, that Moody like, second guess. Yeah. Like this is such a crazy <laughs> theory. It's Maybe too I out there. Yeah. But then after the curveball of it being his son, I was like, then I felt silly. I'm like, 
Maybe she wanted us to think that the whole time. <laughs> she wanted us to think we're on the right track with Polyjuice. Like she was like dangling the carrot just yes. close enough. And we're like, yeah, we got this. And then all of a sudden, curveball. Yeah. I don't know. I was so curious. Like, what did you guys think who it was? You remember? Like who this person was? I have no idea. Oh. I definitely, when I read this through the first time, I did not. Did other people that idea. are on like our chat, did they have other theories? I was um, curious. Yeah, I'm actually, if you guys are, are listening, what theories did you have when you first read this? Um, I don't really remember when I first read this a little, like, I think I was always just highly suspicious of Snape. Yeah. So he was, yeah. the, he was suspect number one in my head for all this kind of stuff. And that was just a complete curveball to me. That's why I don't remember a lot of my first time reading experiences. Which is why I wanted to start this podcast. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, now you guys are going to have it memorialized forever. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, it's fun. There are a lot of theories. Like there's, there's, um. Oh, especially at the end of this book, their theories run rampant at the end of this book. There's one thing in particular that I want to talk about with you guys. Okay, I have um, a theory too. That no one knew what the heck this was for, but people, I, I still remember, this is one of the things, I think I mentioned this in the, one of the first few podcasts. This is one of those things that people talked about in forums for Ever? years, well. years trying to decipher what this was. Uh, Toodle says top suspect was Crockbot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She literally says Crockbot too. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> they were top. Yeah. And she said it's that so true. it helped in this whole thing. Like it helped the whole deception that Moody's feelings toward Death Eaters were, was the same as Crouch's. So he was able to disguise his feelings that, of hating Death Eaters, of being mad that they all mm. got off. Oh. They, it was the same as Barty Crouch Jr.'s. Wow. Which then yeah. made me think that the, the wife and his mom was bad, probably. Had to be. Because, Some, yeah, she was like, yeah. let's get you out. Yeah. I'll so fishy. Places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is and she then really didn't crouch. Well, now who knows? <laughs> but then, like, the real crouch, I'm like, how did you have this under your nose the whole time? I don't know. I know. Isn't that crazy how corrupt that was? It was so messed up. And now I'm like, oh, now it makes sense why he was looking for Dumbledore. He's like, I messed up or I have something I have to tell him or whatever. I'm like, no wonder. <laughs> it's so funny it. with the mom. I took it as totally different. I didn't suspect her like being bad. Oh. I just I thought she was like a blind. Yeah. Over love for her son. Like yeah. no matter what he mm. did, I thought she would just mm. do anything to get him out. That's kind of what I took too. even the trial. That's kind of what you saw. Oh, yeah. 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 But I when you mentioned know. that, I was like, oh, I didn't even think. <laughs> She could be bad. <laughs> I thought so. I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but she went to such lengths to me. I, I don't know. Oh my gosh. They're so. And so then, like, Winky's stuff. like really dark secret. What were we saying? I don't even remember. Her, well, John teased that one too. Because when <laughs> Winky was in the forest, he's like, what if there was an invisibility cloak and dragging something? <laughs> literally well, literally said that. that you guys. And I, I was like, that'd be ridiculous, John. Um, <laughs> because she, in her writing, she spoils it in her writing. She goes crazy. As if she was dragging an invisible body or as, as if she was like being halted by someone invisible oh or something like that. So I'm like, oh, do you think yeah. that maybe she could? be like having something Crazy. to be under an invisibility cloak oh, yep. yeah. you know <laughs> I forgot about that because she was like pulling it was as if she was pulling someone back Winky or yeah like dragging somebody yes. someone was dragging yes. Winky what would like she was being was held it? back I think she it says she was like walking like someone was kind of like holding her back from actually being able to walk 
Something like yeah. that. And that's why the writing is really clever because she does a good job at putting things right out there yeah. so that you don't think of it because why would she say it so outright if it was? Or yep. it's a discussion between Harry, Ron, and Hermione talking about the options and she'll just put it right out there. Yeah. And then even the one that's closest to the truth is off ever so slightly. So you're never really sure what's going on, yep. but it's just so cleverly done. I was like, oh, it's great. She's a master of her craft. Yep. So it's such good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Hold on. I found, sorry. I don't know what yeah. you guys were just talking about, but I was finding <laughs> the winky part. Um, she was moving in a most peculiar fashion, apparently with great difficulty. It was as though someone invisible were trying to hold her back. Oh my gosh. So great. That's, that's so and we funny. talked about invisibility cloaks and whether yep. there could be others and all that. So that also is funny. I, I'd have to go back and listen to that, but yep, there are others. And, you also made the note of uh, whoever stands up first at the table. <laughs> you had a prediction that one of the champions is going to die. Mm, yep. Unfortunately, it might have been Cedric that stood up first at the table. I guess in my mind, that confirms that he stood up first. Yeah. So maybe he was the most gentlemanly. He stood up first he to initiate the dancing, yeah, to help his lady up. Like I'm picturing the whole thing. Oh, it's so good. Oh. All right, we're going to talk about this all at length. It's going to be great. But Mm. welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. So the best part about this whole podcast journey is that we're not even halfway through the books. And this is really the best thing of all time because this podcast is going to keep on going for a while. Unfortunately, they, the trio of Jen, Kristen, and Danny thought they were going to have finished the books already. (laughs) But unfortunately, I stepped in and they have not finished the books because we're doing this podcast with it. But it's making it more fun. Um, Any flack that I get, I feel like we're doing a community reading experience and Jen, Danny, and Kristen really, really, truly love it. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just putting up with me. But I feel like a community reading experience is always better. But anyway, follow us on all social media. Give us some ratings and reviews. I am going to post another episode that is just Jen and Danny's reactions. their live reactions to reading because they sent me a bunch of voice memos. So that's very entertaining. But thank you so much for listening. Our fans are the best. Go check out our subreddits. Go check out our live streams whenever we live stream the podcast. Because then you can really contribute to the podcast and make it even better. Um, but thank you so much for listening. We're so appreciative of you guys and have a uh, Merry Christmas because Christmas is coming up soon. You might listen to this a few months after. So Merry Christmas whenever you're <laughs> going to listen to this podcast. But thanks again for listening. The, like <laughs> This is where I was like unbelievably excited to get to this point yep. where we could just talk about this. <laughs> yep. It's so crazy. It was so fun reading these chapters. Yeah. Let's go over these chapters. Chapter 35 is Veritaserum. What happens in this chapter? A brief summary, if you can. Moody takes Harry to his office and monologues. He was going to kill Harry for Voldemort. Dumbledore kind of saves him. um, And then Dumbledore interrogates uh, Moody, who we find out is Barty Crouch Jr. Um, And Dumbledore is using a truth serum. So we kind of know we're getting the real truth from him. Mm. Ugh. It does start off on a really devastating note where Harry let go of the cup, but he clutched Cedric Mm. to him Mm. even more tightly. He raised his free hand and seized Dumbledore's wrist while Dumbledore's face swam in and out of focus. He's back, Harry whispered. He's back, Voldemort. 
What was that? Sorry, I'm His just mic. adjusting my mic because it was blocking my <laughs> I heard it on here. That's weird. Uh, so sad. This is... Cedric has confirmed this dead. Body? Yeah. Um, that feels like a cool loyalty to me, though. I like yeah. that. It was like Harry just like couldn't let him go yet. It just felt... It felt loyal. It felt good. So I was thinking about you when you said that you didn't like that Cedric yeah. asked him to take his... Sorry, was this one of your points? Mm. No, no, go ahead. Go. Um that you didn't like that. Right. I was right. Waiting, I'm like, I won't say something now, but I feel like I was going back and forth in my head. Like it's almost as if he knew that Harry wouldn't have forgiven himself if he didn't take the body back. Mm. So I was wondering, I'm like, okay, so those, cause what did it say? They were like a shadow or something that came yeah, out of the wand. Out of the wand. Right. So it's like, yep. is it actually personifying them or is it personifying Harry's thoughts? Oof. So like through Cedric, Great question. it's like, wow. um, Cedric is speaking because he, like in accordance mm. to Cedric, yep. Harry knows that his future self would never forgive himself for not bringing the body back. Yeah. So Cedric said that to him. Like right. I, was just, I was just wow wondering about that. Right, right. And like, even for the sake hmm. of processing, like Harry hasn't necessarily fully processed right. the death of Cedric right now. I don't think you yeah. even really get that till even in this, the rest of this book. I don't think he's fully processed yeah. through some of that stuff. He probably will in the summer. Yeah. And it gives uh, closure to Cedric's parents. And it, yes. like, it also, I think, helps mm -hmm. establish Harry's innocence in this. Um, because if he just comes back and Cedric is gone, there'd be no closure. Nobody would know what's going on. But Cedric's body almost became like the proof, too. Um, so, yeah it, yeah, it made more sense that. once I was watching that happen at the beginning of this chapter. I'm like, yeah. It feels like that was the right move. Right. Of course, in the midst of like. Yeah. If Harry it ended up costing Harry it? his life. Right. Yeah. Then right. it wouldn't, you know, right. but then it's like, no, just, you know, get out yep. of there. Yep. Yeah. Survival but first. in the aftermath. Yeah. It was definitely uh, the right move. Yep. Like. It does give him closure. Mm -hmm. I think it honors Cedric, too. Um, I think Harry in this moment acts more like a Hufflepuff which I think is really honorable to Cedric mm. because he, I feel like any Hufflepuff would sacrifice themselves. It's like more than bravery, it's loyalty. Right. You sacrifice yourself for the needs of another to a point where even if he might die from the killing curse, you're still going to get this guy's body back no matter what. I really mm -hmm. like that. There's, there's a different note in this too. Maybe this is a more meta question because I don't, sometimes I understand this, sometimes I don't, but Fudge wanted to tell Amos that his son had died before Amos got to his son. Why do you think that's that was necessary? And why do you think that's just necessary in like real life? Like, I feel like I probably would have acted the same way. Hmm. This is a super meta question. So, yeah, yeah that is oof. Even the fact of sitting with someone and grieving with them, like uh, Professor Sprout was the one that kind of sat with Amos and his wife. And just like walk them through it. Why does, why do we do that? I feel like you want to believe it's not true too, right? Mm -hmm. So seeing you, you might like, if you were to just see it, maybe you think your mind's playing tricks on you hmm. or it lessens the blow hearing it. So it's like all the different senses, like you're hearing it, you're seeing it and you can like fully take it in. Yeah. Maybe. That's a great point because being that close to someone, you almost deny that it's going to happen. Mm. Like, no, it's not real. They're sleeping or like yeah. he'll come back or 
So, but if someone's ca- like kind of saying, no, he's actually dead. We're so sorry that you're like getting another sense. Mm. So I think you go numb. I was going to say your body goes into shock and that mind and everything. Just like, yeah. Like that. It feels like that's a protective mechanism. Makes sense. But that like is what Dumbledore says in the next chapter. Because one of the quotes that I love from this one, numbing the pain for a while will make mm-hmm. it worse when you finally feel it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like Dumbledore being aware of that is trying to set it up so that Harry in that case, when he quotes it is uh, he's talking about Harry, but in all cases, trying to prevent people from just numbing the pain, knowing that facing it and dealing with it is really painful. It's hard, but it's better long term. Yeah. That is just such a devastating thing. Imagine like watching your son compete in this tournament, not thinking any harm is going to come of him. And then he pops out and he's dead. The last time you saw your son was when he walks into this maze and he comes out and he's dead. (laughs) That's devastating. Hmm. Oh my gosh. But then we get other lines like, uh, I want to know what you guys were thinking of when Moody was saying this kind of stuff. Karkaroff's gone. He ran away. But then he didn't put my name in the goblet. No, said Moody slowly. No, he didn't. It was I who did that. Harry heard but didn't believe. No, you didn't, he said. You didn't do that. You can't have done that. You guys sent me voice memos and I'm probably going to play all of them at the beginning because <laughs> they're so entertaining of you guys processing through this and reading it. But what did you think was happening in this moment? Like, who did you think? Do you think Moody was truly Moody? No, I think it was like solidifying. I'm like, I think my theory is right then. Yeah. I think that's what I sent to yeah. you too in my voice memo. I don't know. <laughs> I guess my thought process now might be different than yeah. the, in, when I was actually in it. But the best is I was cheering. I was like, I knew it. I told you Crockpot was the one that ran away. Snake was the one that stayed. And Crouch, yeah. in a way, was the one, the most devoted servant. Yep. But I think I got confused with Crumb. And You're pretty Crouch. pretty darn close about it. And wait, who, so the three, it's uh, the coward, was the one who Crumb. left, and the most faithful. These are the three we have to account for? Yeah. yeah. The coward and the one who and left. And you said you couldn't that's just, pin any of them yet. Yeah, and now we have more information, but... But I guessed it first, so... Is Karkarov <laughs> the coward or the one who left? The coward. The so one who, who left? left him forever is Snape, I think, because he's not going back. Gotcha. Snape is with Dumbledore now. Okay. Time out. I do want to throw in one little note. Wes is being a little annoying right here. <laughs> um... Do you possibly think that Voldemort might not have known that Crouch was doing all this for him and Snape could be still the most devoted servant? And then Crouch, he Voldemort thought that Crouch had gone away from him, but he was really going to Hogwarts to do all this kind of stuff for him. Mm, and he orchestrated anymore. all this. No? I don't think so anymore, only because it was... Bertha Jorkins that they said he got information from her mm. and so why would she bring up Snape I guess to me it was more of a like she saw Barty Crouch Jr which wasn't supposed to mm. Voldemort was able to unleash this charm to then reveal this information and then oh he's gonna be at Hogwarts how would he be wait didn't um, Voldemort Hogwarts, go though? find Barty Crouch Jr. I'm I'm trying to think what happened, where that happened, where he yeah. knew he went to the Crouch house. Yep. 
and went through that whole process before this book started or at the very beginning of this book. Um, so he knew Crouch Jr. was around, but did he send him on the mission? I forget how that all, but there could still be a, if he sent him on the mission, then maybe this, he is the most devoted servant of Lord, dark Lord, but maybe he sent them on some kind of mission. And, uh, um, he was doing, he like left him at that moment to do something else at Hogwarts. And maybe he thinks Voldemort thinks that this is the one who abandoned him. I mean, I had that theory that Snape was it from the beginning, but I feel like I don't think it anymore. Right. I've been thinking that too, but it only works then if Crouch Jr. is one of the other two. Mm. Which one would he be, though? Uh, He would be the one, maybe the coward, but I don't know why he'd be a coward or he could be the one that left forever if Voldemort doesn't think that he was loyal, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm not saying like this is what it is, but that's just mm-hmm. I'm just thinking it through because I'm not sure. I'm not set on any of these. You're still not set? I thought it was very obvious. Wait, so who are you set on? Kakarov is the coward. The one that left forever and will be killed is Snape. Snape. And then his most devoted servant was Crouch Jr. Yeah, that's fair. It seems like the most plain reading of the text. For right. Sure. Yep. I'm just okay, not willing John. to lock it in. I'm confirming your theory. I'm not saying plain isn't bad. I'm saying plain isn't the most logical <laughs> yeah, reason yeah. of the text. Just trying to throw things out there. But with JK, I, 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 can't, I can't take any plain readings until it's sealed. Um, Moody does say this, which is a weird, terrifying line. Decent people are so easy to manipulate, Potter. Ugh, I, know. I was sure Cedric would want to repay you for telling him about the dragons, and so he did. Terrible line. I Crazy. I know. Bay's right. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also think I in my mind, he's looking back at all of the things coming up with reasons that he was in charge of it all. Mm. But I don't buy it. He couldn't have predicted all of this. Yeah. I feel like in hindsight, he can like pretend he orchestrated all this stuff. But I don't think so. I think he knew that in the end, he was going to have to help nudge Harry through. And he was willing to do all these curses and, you know, whatever to floor and try and knock out the other champions to get Harry through. But I'm just not convinced he was smart enough to actually do all of that manipulation and the thing with Cedric. But I don't think he needed to either. Hmm. It just seems the only part that seems a little weird is the second task. It really feels like he didn't give Harry a lot of assistance. Uh, if well, he kind of did because he got Dobby to give him the gillyweed. Yeah. But even that, that's only like setting him up for success. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee it. He did. He It was sloppy in some stuff. Yeah. If I was him, I would like literally put the gillyweed in Harry's library book or something like that. So he yep. opens it and, you know, rather than this backhanded way of giving Neville a book a few months before and hoping that he comes across it. I that, guess yeah, it feels so vague. Yeah. But that's what's crazy to me too is that he killed his parents and he's like, "Come with me. I want to yeah. talk this out with you." Or yeah, oh gosh, that's right. Hmm. I know. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like, what did know? he say? I know. That's why. I'm like, yeah. There's so many things that I was like, I wonder how that conversation went down. Because then wasn't Neville quiet after? Like he didn't want to talk to anyone. Yep. So like, I wonder if he kind of felt something was off. Uh, Do you think up. he's trying to recruit people for evil? Who? Uh, Crouch Jr. as Moody, like sowing some seeds of doubt in people at Hogwarts, like Neville. In my mind, he's trying to get Neville to be a Death Eater. How? Looking back, like whatever that conversation with him about his parents or whatever, I feel like he was planting some seeds of doubt in Neville about mm. 
Hogwarts or Dumbledore or good or anything just to try and like win people over to the dark side because it feels like it genuinely feels like Moody cared about some of these people. Um, but I think that comes from a place of wanting them to be bad, obviously not wanting them to be good. Mm. And Neville is one of the prime suspects for being brought to the dark side. If he feels comfortable with Moody slash Crouch and he can have the right, like false things implanted in his mind. I'm like, oof, could Neville go evil? Could he though? I, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think no, but I just think though. that's the only reason I can think of Crouch Jr. having like a real deep conversation about his parents. It just felt out of character looking back. A part of me, like in some sick way, it's like he wanted to like see how he's doing yeah. after I like tortured right. your parents. Yeah. Like, I wonder how you're surviving mentally. And did I get hmm. to you too? It, it is. It, he seems very sadistic in this whole thing. When you look yep. back on the whole yeah. story and you reread it, the whole thing is icky. It's like yep. disgusting some of the stuff that happened and that he did and he just kept checking in on him and like, yeah. Ugh. I feel like, I don't know if this is getting, giving credence to him, which I'm not trying to do, but I almost felt like he was genuinely trying to build trust with everyone, mm. especially mm. Harry and everyone around Harry, yep. say Neville, since he had the book. So if there was that trust, like in my mind, his end game was getting Harry to um, the end of the mm. cup. Yeah. So that he won. So I feel yep. like him trying to like build that trust with everyone. No, like mm. that was almost his way of helping get him there as well. Mm. With all those little nudges. Yeah. That makes and he Yeah, a lot, right. of, a lot of things that he does does seem out of character, but they are kind of maniacal and building. They they are for sure. I think for building trust, even the idea of him like telling Harry, Ron and Hermione or Harry and Hermione that they could be good Death Eaters. Mm. Like, right. yeah, you're right. That's not set. Just seems so strange, but he really is just trying to gain their trust there, I guess. Or good yeah. auras, you mean? Yeah, auras. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> not definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry about that. Just to clarify, if anyone, yeah, um, he's really maniacal right there. Very obvious. So then we were bad. right too. Like, oh, you'd be the greatest, and he's like yeah. in front of them, like yeah. Them. Totally. yeah, yeah, yep. We were right. Hmm. Yeah, that's you guys nailed it. So weird. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, looking back, like I almost think of him. Um, I'm thinking of like the Joker, mm. um, because. I don't know if that's sociopath or psychopath or whatever it would be, but like it almost feels like he's okay with the chaos of it. And the fact that he was able to make us all feel like almost hurt. We're so sorry for him. Like yep. in the trial that we're like, we feel so bad. And then I'm just like, wow, he really manipulated everybody. Yeah. Um, except his father, I guess. Um, but it feels like, at least from my perspective, I felt really bad for him. I imagine a lot of other people did too. Yeah. And then when he gets to Hogwarts, I just can't tell if it was all a plan. Like when I'm watching Batman and the Joker's activities, you can't tell if it's a plan or if it's him just like creating chaos to see how everything happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I still don't know. I still don't know if he's yeah. like a genius planning every step or just a wild child. Could be a little both. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, probably. <laughs> it's a dangerous mix. <laughs> you speak like well, from experience on that dad. or something. You were not a wild child. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking from experience, is that what you just asked? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's why I looked at it Definitely like that. Not. <laughs> um there's another uh few notes in this, but this there's this line that I think is a really interesting line. At that moment, Harry fully understood understood for the first time why people said Dumbledore was the only wizard Voldemort had ever feared. 
The look upon Dumbledore's face as he stared down at the unconscious form of Mad-Eye Moody was more terrible than Harry could have imagined. There was no benign smile upon Dumbledore's face, no twinkle in the eyes behind the the spectacles. There was cold fury in every line of the ancient face. A sense of power radiated from Dumbledore as though he were giving off burning heat. Is this cool or is this terrifying? That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. Great. Because Dumbledore is so like soft, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything previous. And yeah. then this was like, whoa. <laughs> True. Mm. Yep. So I have my great. Dumbledore. Well, we're not when we get to the end. Mm. Just remind me. Okay. There there is a quote, I, I'm gonna butcher this, but someone said, um, I don't know if it was from a movie or what, but it's gentle people that you have to watch out for. Because if someone who's gentle loses their temper and they get crazy, <laughs> that is really, you know, you mess something up. Same thing mm. with Dumbledore. We've never yeah. seen him. Even someone just yelled. The first time he yelled was, that we noticed was in this book when he's telling Hagrid to stop choking Karkarov. Mm. Um, and then this is an instance where we're like the first time we really see him. And it's terrifying, but it's also pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this guy's got some power. Mm. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why he can be so confident and comfortable and calm in all situations mm-hmm. because he knows he's familiar with what he's capable of. So that just gives him this confidence. So I love that we get to see that finally. Does this change your view or opinion of him? Like, I think it confirms what I already thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still good to see he's still got it. You know? <laughs> he's still got it. <laughs> it's not just an old man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they mentioned a lot in the last few chapters Mm -hmm. so bring that up in the end (laughs) okay you know it was weird um when uh crouch jr is doing his monologue a little bit oh no this is actually oh yeah monologue right before dumbledore comes in he was talking about how he'll be honored beyond all death eaters and dearest his closest supporter closer than a son and that was when i first was like okay this is not the crouch that I thought what's going on here. And I just, I'm confused a little by this line. Uh, Cause it feels like there's more packed in there than mm. they addressed. So then of course it gets in the next line and talks about, um, they start seeing, you know, uh, Harry being named after those fathers, killing our fathers. As soon as it said that I said, a crouch's son, because that like, that's when I realized what it was. Um, and then realized that crouch, Barty Crouch Sr. had died in the forest and he had killed him. So it all started to click at that point. But then I was like, wait, does Voldemort want a son closer than a son? Is this Crouch (laughs) talking about his own journey or is this a Voldemort thing? Because Voldemort killed his own father, it seems. So then I was just like, this is weird. Does Voldemort have any kids? And like, and I was like, could Harry be? And I started like just thinking about fathers and sons. And then I'm like, Darth Vader. Um, So just like these things. I'm like, is Harry Voldemort's real son? There's more in here that I'm like, ooh, we're gonna unpack this in books to come. Um, But the father son dynamic, I think, is interesting. That's funny. So on page six seventy eight, in the middle of the page, it basically as the faux glass is starting to come into focus, Harry can. Assuming he understands how this works, uh, he's like, okay, help is coming, whatever. Um, then Moody is saying a few more things, uh, you know, Crouch Jr. Uh, 
And he's talking about how much glory he's going to get. He's going to get glory for killing Harry because Harry somehow escaped Voldemort. And then that's where he goes into this thing. He'll right, be so right. honored, closer than a son. Um, okay. And then I was like, then also could Voldemort actually have a son? That is one of his supporters. <laughs> but Crouch wants to be closer, a better Death Eater than Voldemort's son. Um, hmm. Yeah, the whole thing, weird. Yeah. yeah. I have notes on that too that I picked up. Yeah. Because then, well, I was even... Which is probably obvious, but like the Crouch Jr., like he, his dad was probably never around because it seemed like he was obsessed with his career. So he Mm. didn't have a father. And then he just wanted to be accepted by a father figure. So then I was like, oh, that's Voldemort, right? Like Mm. he wants to be accepted and then show off even more than a son would. Like I'm going to be the best son that I'm going to be better than if you had a son. Mm. Right. He's still seeking that approval. Yeah. Yeah. And then they both had worthless fathers, but they had the pleasure of killing their fathers and they both had the, the name of their Ooh. father. Ooh. I wrote that down. They were like, he said worthless fathers and they had their name of their fathers. Like they're, I don't know. So and we like, still don't know Voldemort's whole situation mm. with his father because that, it all still feels wrong. Like we're like, the, the story we're getting from Voldemort in that moment felt weird, felt off with his mother and then who was the witch and who's the bloodline? Is he a muggle or like, it just feels weird. The whole thing. I'm like, "Mm, we don't, we don't understand it yet. (laughs) Right. Are there any unanswered questions that you have through his whole story, through his whole Veritas serum story? I'm still, I don't know about direct questions. Uh, Maybe if I had to sum it up in one thing is, is Winky bad? Mm. I don't know. Can she be trusted? I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well, I also was finding interesting, like the flip flop, right? Because then the son was able to break the curse of his dad, right? The mm-hmm. imperious. I forget what curses were yep, on. Imperious curse, it was yeah. the imperious yeah. curse, right? Nailed it. You're becoming a nerd, Jen. Oh, gosh. She's not becoming. She's there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I keep fighting and that's why he's <laughs> <laughs> Just accept it. You're fighting the imperious curse of being a nerd. Is that what you're doing to us? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Why? Because he's laughing. Imperious us to do this podcast. <laughs> We're all under his curse. Yeah. <laughs> it is working excellently. Perfect. His anyway, wagwam, whatever. <laughs> Wagadoo. Yeah. Wagwam. Yeah. <laughs> That's Native American stuff. Yeah. It's a wigwam. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm having so much fun on this podcast with you guys the, the uh, two weeks that we didn't do this i was so bummed i was like i feel like something yeah, missing right. in my life uh, like i want to keep reading <laughs> you know <laughs> and harry potter and mm. our theories Oh, but you have all your Reddit fans. I know. I know. We were nerd out, nerding out about stuff. Oh, gosh. It's great. <laughs> Instead of the recording, you're like, all right, we got hours. Yeah. Let's go. Um, <laughs> one of my friends asked if Reddit was safe for uh, spoilers because she has never read. Yeah. And she was looking for a book companion thing. And I said, well, I've got a podcast for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, uh, and then I mentioned the subreddit. And then she's like, oh, I'll check that out. And then I was like, actually, wait. It's, um, there's spoilers. yeah, there's, there's definitely some spoilers. On so it. if yeah. someone has already seen the movies and they're just reading, are the spoilers as extreme? No, no, no. If someone's just seen the, um, the movies, 
I say go jump in another. Do the subreddit. Yeah, subreddit. Read for along sure. and yeah. There okay, is, cool. We. I mean, I just sent you guys that message of someone who they're the first time reader reading along with us. Love that. And yeah. uh, I think they posted something on the subreddit um, about that. So I think they're just being careful about what they read and like nice. the, the titles of certain things. I try to keep spoiler free, but the bodies of it. So like if oh, you're on yes. it and you're reading yeah. it and you read a title, some things are are tough. Like we, I briefly, <laughs> I briefly mentioned something that we'll touch on in the beginning of the next book. And uh, we had a little discussion about that on, and some like fans helped me figure out what was actually going on. And I Ooh, briefly nice. mentioned that um, a few minutes ago <laughs> that you guys won't understand until we actually get to the next book. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, I he love it. That's throw so that great. in there. We'll get to it. You won't get it until the next book. Chat away for hours about it, and then you'll find out because because when you guys read this stuff, you're gonna have so many. You're gonna be like, wait, why didn't this work? So there's certain continuity. Oh yes, she goes, I want to know, and he's just like teasing us. Like I will at the beginning of the next book. I'll I'll talk about what, and you're gonna have the same question. You'll be able to understand. We're gonna talk about this as we go on too. <laughs> this is, it's so fun. It is so fun oh, to me. Anyway, Star Wars reference, but I <laughs> a young Padawan. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying. you'll learn young Padawans. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel like you're doing. Yeah, we're just fourth years. Yeah, we'll learn in our fifth yeah, yeah. year. It's cool. What um, what did you think of Crash's whole story, Crash Juniors? <sighs> it was insane. Yeah, I just crazy. don't understand. Like, oh, let's flip flop bodies. Get you out of here. Polyjuice potion while we're in the cell and no one's watching. And the Dementors have no clue. Like the change. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Because can't they pick up on like. They're saying that someone was dot. He came in dying and then left dot. Well, she was almost dying, right? Yeah, but they picked up on that, right? That's what I just. I found. But was Barty like. Dying inside because he's yeah. taking his son out. That's what mm. I was like confused about. No, I took it as was Barty the son like close to death from being in from Azkaban? being in there. Mm. It seemed uh, like that's it. Not how I took it, but I, guess. I could be wrong. Well, because then that would make it so that they're I don't know from a Dementor perspective, they're like life signatures would look similar. Yeah, right. His mother and him, if they're swapping but places. Did you but think the father weird. was almost? Yeah. To death. So I thought so it. Would, I thought it was. It was like more of like an emotional. Like he was hating that he had to put his wife and he wouldn't see her. Dot like last days oh, okay. of dying. So internally he's dying. Like I'm leaving my wife here. I'm taking mm. my son, which I don't even really want to take out of here because I know that he committed this. Mm. I feel like he knew and he's taking him out because it's his wife's wish and he loved her right. so much. So internally he's dying because he's like. I'm never going to see her again. I don't want my son out. He's not a good person. And that. And then he was, I mean, because in my mind, the son is like, oh, I'm getting free. So, like, I feel like life would be coming to him. I also am thinking about um, if Dementors are thriving or feeding off of happiness and joyful memories, there was a lot of sadness happening in this place in this specific cell amongst the three of them. So I'm wondering if that also played into why the Dementors were having trouble there. They're like, Mm. yeah, I'm looking to feed off the happy stuff. Not much that in this cell. Mm. Let's go torture someone else. Um, Between the death 
and the betrayal and the sociopath in there and whatever else. I don't understand it. doesn't make sense. So I'm just kind of accepting it. But it's weird. And then I'm like, is the mom like is that... Was she the most devoted servant? She seems nuts. <laughs> it's like yeah. she probably knew, and she's like, "I want him out." And what? Like, ugh. Crouch is a weird character. After you know all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, the father. What was he thinking by allowing this to happen? Did he really love his wife and and is granting her her dying request? I don't buy it. Like, what is what is his motive for letting maybe this happen? Maybe he was under a curse, too, from the wife. Maybe, yeah, maybe the wife is really the most devoted servant. And then all of a sudden he was lifted from it. He's like, what did I do? And he has mm. his son. And he has to keep a spell on him forever. Yikes. It just seemed crazy because he was so... Yeah. I'm like, how did you get into this? You seemed so like the opposite. Yeah. Career-driven, wanting evil to be... Away in jail, killed, whatever, and here he is covering for like family members that are evil. And the trial almost seems like a lie to some extent. Hmm. Ugh, I don't know if Dumbledore's memory. So... Yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. This guy, I'm like crying over yeah. like how I felt so bad for the son. I'm like, this is terrible. What kind of father? And then I'm like, I hate you. You're, you made me upset and yeah. sad over this. And you actually did it. Because he mm. seems so genuine in the trial. Yeah. I'm like, is someone's, is Dumbledore's memory wrong of this? Can they um, be wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Can you put um, a memory in a, in a uh, pensive and it be actually wrong? Mm. Yes. But is it your take on on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think it has to be your take on yeah. it for yeah. sure. But is Dumbledore how can how the heck can Dumbledore be wrong about this unless he's choosing from someone else's memory? Hmm. Unless that wasn't his specific, unless it was like he was reviewing, you know, maybe Crouch's memory about this. Ah. Or uh Moody's memory about this. Well, that would like be that. even crazier. What if it was Moody's yeah. memory? Yeah. Hey Moody, come up here. I need to pick your Seriously? brain. He's wow. accidentally picking Crouch Jr.'s brain, not even realizing it. So he's getting Crouch Jr.'s slanted perspective on the trial. Whoa. How nuts would that be? That would be crazy. Well, he was in there, wasn't he? I'm going on Reddit right now. To see. <laughs> um, well, we haven't seen this or was yet. It Snape? In no. my head, the Pensieve is one person's memory. But like John said, like it Wait, could be multiple people. But can you hold? Like, yeah. Remember when Dumbledore left with someone and said, Harry, stay here. And then Harry goes into the Pensieve. Mm-hmm. Who, yes. was, who was with him? He was with Snape and... Uh, with Snape? Yeah, well, I like, think who so. Who did he leave with? That's what I was wondering. Who did Dumbledore then, leave with? Dumbledore yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, left yeah. with Snape yeah. and... So physically in the room, yeah. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Moody? Uh, I no. Think it was, uh, the Minister of Magic. Crouch. Or uh, Fudge. 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 And yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. I think Moody was there too. Maybe he was. If like Moody was, was there, there, that would make sense. Because then, yeah. then I was wondering if we could. But how did he get down to the. I don't know. Because this was when mm. Crumb was being taken. Uh, when, when Crumb got. Or when Harry ran up. Yes. Because so, Crumb oh, and yeah. Crouch were out in the yeah. forest. Yep. And Harry ran up and couldn't remember the password. Then the door opens. He goes up. He listens. Moody was there because Moody saw him through the door. Yeah. Yep. And Dumbledore's so, password was password one Dumbledore, two, three. yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore, <laughs> Snape, Moody, maybe Fudge. I don't fudge remember. Fudge was, yeah. Yeah, okay. So 
imagine all of those memories were pulled together at the same time. We don't know if Snape was at the trial, but if, if Dumbledore's trying to put things together and he's combining memories, but Moody is in there, it's actually Crouch Jr. Mm. throwing in like twisted memories. Maybe. That is a fantastic theory. But then I was also thinking like Dumbledore always gives the benefit of the doubt, I feel like, to because mm. he always gives second chances. I feel like he cares about kids because he was young, wasn't he? Like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like he could see them in that light. Like he right. he's hmm. trying to give the benefit of the doubt to like a kid, second chance. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking that, before, yeah. like from his perspective. Mm. Kind of like that. Hmm. But that would be crazy if it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The trial is just strange though. Cause you, uh, she yeah. messes with you so much cause you have so much sympathy for yeah. Crouch's son at that point, And then she rips that away from you at the end and you hate him. I was so annoyed. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else in this chapter specifically? I just, it's still crazy. Like I just don't get. Yep. The whole thing. And winky like covering for everything too. And the memory charms that can be broken. Yeah. So Bertha was under a memory charm, but the torture broke yeah. the memory charm. So we're we're understanding a little more about how memory is working. And Bertha saw that he was out of Azkaban, Crouch yeah. Jr. And then do the memory charm like you were mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Keep yeah. Because she's such a gossiper. And it sounds like the memory charm, it locks up your memory. But if you want to remove it, it's like, a, I don't know, like surgery on your brain brain surgery mm. or whatever because like if you make one mistake the whole brain could be addled and messed up which is what happened yeah which is what happened to bertha right? yeah. yeah to bertha yeah and i'm sure voldemort didn't take a ton of care no with her <laughs> man yeah that was such a crazy the next chapter is so good too <laughs> I love the leadership of Dumbledore, the parting of the ways. Unless you guys had anything else in this this uh, one chapter, we'll probably talk about some of the stuff that, that we hit on in uh, this chapter, but parting of the ways, any anybody have a summary for that one? This one I do. Nice. This is the only one I have. So, <laughs> uh, Harry is debriefed by Dumbledore in his office. Um, Sirius had been there waiting, so he's in on that too. Uh, Harry is then brought to the hospital wing where the Weasleys are waiting for him. Fudge caused the Dementor to kiss Barty Crouch. Fudge is at odds now with Dumbledore since he doesn't believe that Voldemort is back. Mm. That was a chilling conversation in the end. Yep. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get to that. But the, one of the first things, and Danny mentioned this line before, if I thought I could help you, Dumbledore said gently, by putting you in an enchanted sleep and allowing you to postpone the moment when you have to think about what happened last night or what happened tonight, I would do it. But I know better. Numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. You have shown bravery beyond anything I could have expected of you. I ask you to demonstrate your courage one more time. I ask you to tell us what happened. Is Dumbledore right in making Harry tell at this moment? Or is Sirius right for letting Harry sleep and then tell later? No, I think you tell now. Mm. I mean, if they want all of the accurate information, mm. I think now they ha- he had to do that. Yeah. Um. But it's like, it's tough. I went back and forth a million mm. times. If they didn't need fully accurate, detailed information, maybe wait a little bit. Yep. But I think it was crucial that they did it then. Time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. And it's the person who's asking too. Dumbledore, you can trust. <laughs> At least we think. Well, right, right. <laughs> like Dumbledore is asking this and you're like, yeah. okay, I can do it. If Snape was like, I need to know now. You're like, shut up. I'm going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, right. right exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
<laughs> this is a line that people debate debated for years. He said my blood would make him stronger than if he'd used someone else's, Harry told Dumbledore. He said the protection my my mother left in me, he'd have it too. And he was right. He could touch me without hurting himself. He touched my face. For a fleeting instant, Harry thought he saw a gleam of something like triumph in Dumbledore's eyes. But next second, Harry was sure he had imagined it. For when Dumbledore had returned to his seat behind his desk, he looked as old and weary as Harry had ever seen him. What is this gleam of triumph? <laughs> in my margin, I wrote, Dumbledore knows that a plan for good has been set in motion that Voldemort doesn't even know about. Huh. In my mind, I'm trusting this bit of writing, <laughs> the fleeting moment of yeah. triumph. Um I don't think Voldemort understands how this works. He didn't understand it when huh. he first attacked Harry. Uh, at least we're led to believe he didn't understand it. It sure seems like he didn't. Harry's mother died for him, etc. Then he thinks that now by using Harry's blood in this really obscure spell, all of a sudden he inherits the love. I don't buy that. Mm. So... However it is, yeah, it seems like hearts matter. It seems like blood matters. But I don't... I think Dumbledore knows more than Voldemort here about the spell or about Harry's blood um, that Voldemort doesn't know. Hmm. I don't know what it is yet, though. What if uh, that's not Harry's mother? Or what if Voldemort doesn't really know who his parents what are? What if it had someone else's reverse blood? effect, like his blood is protecting Harry, but it does the opposite to like Voldemort. Like infecting Voldemort. Like it's still Slowly. protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, at some point I thought we were going to see a Wormtail moment with Harry where he was forced to protect him because of the, that weird magical oh, yeah. thing Thanks. that didn't come up. And I was like, okay, interesting. So I, I hope it still comes up uh, or it might've come up in ways we don't realize yet. Because ancient um, magic, it seems like Voldemort doesn't know anything about. Yeah, it he feels like a lot of that. people don't. He even like, says oh, like, I forgot. Yeah, oh, I should have known. I right. forgot about this. I'm like, he dude, know. you're what? about to take over the world and you're forgetting the ancient magic? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also wondering, the beginning of this chapter, it shows a symbol of uh, the dark mark, the skull and the snake. And um, I'm wondering what that is. Like, is the skull... Voldemort's dad like when Voldemort's coming hmm. up with the dark mark whose skull was he seeing which snake is that is it a baby what's the snake called uh basilisk well it could be that too Nagini? but I mean Nagini yeah and I was like I'm curious if we're gonna actually see the origins of that like literally or if they're just like skulls are cool snakes are cool <laughs> but Dumbledore he knows stuff yeah and even with uh the next page Fox, the Phoenix. I was literally going to ask. That's yeah. in this chapter, right? Yeah, yeah. It's right after this comes this up with the blood. Let's hear yeah, it. What you got? It's in oh, this chapter. Gosh. All right, fine. Well, I thought so. Hold on. Let me get my notes. This is talking about the twin cores, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, then I was backing out of the whole story and I'm like, okay, does we say Dumbledore knows everything in a way, right? And as I mentioned before, he keeps bringing up, Harry keeps bringing up that Dumbledore looks old. 
and like that was never really mentioned before. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, so does, did Dumbledore did it set out to be that Dumbledore knew in the future that Voldemort was going to come to power. So in my mind, I'm thinking Fox maybe was always Dumbledore's pet. And he gave a feather tail to Ollivander mm -hmm. and was like, here, you could use this for your wands. Tom Riddle gets it. He's like, oh, great. Like this wizard has this, my wand, like the feather and the wand. Mm -hmm. He's a powerful wizard. And then he turns evil. Then Dumbledore is like, well, now I, because I, of ancient magic, I know that I Fox needs to give another tail feather because I know that there has to be a counteract to his wand because someone has to defeat him in the future somehow. And that Dumbledore knows he's getting old. And so then I backed all the way up. I'm like, well, then maybe did the Potter, did Dumbledore see in the Potters that they would be a great match for Voldemort in the future. And that Dumbledore wasn't going to live that long and he needed a younger wizard to take on Voldemort in the future. So... <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> so... <laughs> so oh my gosh, John's face right now. I know. I'm like, so excited. <laughs> his face, I'm like, wow, I'm so really happy. a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because he's like, what yep. else do you have to say? Please keep talking. I should have interrupted you. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. Oh, Did so Dumbledore was saying, okay, the Potters are going to be great. They have all these great qualities. And then maybe he first saw Harry Potter as the son. And he's like, okay, his son is going to be the one I choose to protect because he's going to be the one to be able to defeat Voldemort and he sees this in the power of the blood or whatever this ancient magic and that is why the Potters were under attack by Voldemort which is why they need a secret keeper so that way um, it was going to protect this person that could actually counteract um, Voldemort in the future because Dumbledore is dying and he needs someone to stand up against Voldemort's power in the future. You guys are such nerds, and it makes me so happy. Yep. You guys are coming up with original <laughs> theories that I've never even heard of before that I'm going to have to ask people on Reddit right now. Yes. Like, this is... We're broaching new territory with this podcast right now. <laughs> this is making me so excited. <laughs> We're talking about fan theories right now? Yeah. Oh. Like, um, do you... Wait, do you think that it could possibly be that... So, in your timeline... Were the Potters always the right people to get this wand? Was Harry's son, like, was he the real match for him? Or did Fox, after all the Voldemort stuff happened, give a tail feather and then Ollivander crafted a wand and essentially Ollivander had to track whoever was going to take this wand and whoever took this wand was essentially the person that was supposed to overthrow him. Could it, like, was it really Harry because Voldemort tried to kill Harry? Or was it just like, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was always Harry because in my my theory of what I was just saying was that that that's the reason why Voldemort went after the Potters because I can never understand in my where mm. we are now, why was Voldemort going after the Potters and why was he trying to kill them? Yeah. So in my mind, somehow Dumbledore, I don't know, like they were like the chosen family and like they knew that or Dumbledore knew that they were going to be able to um, be powerful enough to go against Voldemort huh. when Dumbledore was no longer going to be there. The only reason I was saying that is because it was mentioned so many times that he's looking old and fragile. Yeah. So I'm like, huh. And so it just backtracked. 
all the way to that. And then I was like, was Fox always Dumbledore's pet or was he wild, feather, then he became Dumbledore's pet and then Dumbledore's, nope, Fox, you need to give another one because mm-hmm. this guy's crazy now. And the only way ancient magic is to have a like a same feather mm-hmm. so it doesn't, the wands don't walk work properly. Priority and Cantatum. Yeah, I feel like I can't tell because of the way Ollivander gave the wand to Harry. It was not the first wand. Yeah. He went through a lot of other wands. I'm thinking that Dumbledore didn't tell Ollivander that. Oh, no, I think he did because Ollivander sent him a message as soon as the wand was sold. Like almost like in my mind, I pictured it as I read, like my initial reading was Ollivander thinks about that wand more than any other wand in yeah. his shop. And he's giving Harry all these others, like hopefully just kind of like, could it be Yeah. And each one? He's like, it didn't work. Oh my goodness. He gives another one. It still like doesn't he work. He knows what he's and building he's like, it up. The anticipation no way and he gives him another one. It still doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. And he's can't like, give him the it first can't one. be. And then he goes up and he's like, it's going to work. And he grabs the wand, the only wand he really thinks about. And then he gives it to Harry and it works. And he's like, Dumbledore, you're never going to guess. Yeah. He got the wand. He is the chosen one. Because in the movie, it makes him look like he doesn't know what's going on. Cause he's like sorting through all these things. And he goes, yeah, I wonder. And maybe he doesn't really wonder. Maybe he really knows and he's just building on the anticipation. That's how I read it because this wand means something and Ollivander knows it. Dumbledore knows it. They immediately corresponded right afterwards. But it's the hairy part that I can't tell if it was a plan or a curveball. And because of the blood thing, I have more like random thoughts of like. Voldemort thinks that this love thing came from his mother. I'd have to go back and read through what Dumbledore has said about it and other people have said about it. But I also thought like maybe it didn't because in the order of when people died, maybe that the love protection came from his father, not his mother. Mm. Um, And it could, could have been a combination of the two. And then I keep asking myself the question is Harry actually their son, both of them. (laughs) And if he wasn't, who knew who would know about it? Could him and Neville have been switched at birth? Who is his blood truly Potter blood? I don't know. Lots of questions, not a lot of answers. So just a lot of theories about like I am reading this as Dumbledore knows more than Voldemort. Uh obviously. Um and the whole wand thing feels like it was a plan that Dumbledore set in place a long time ago. But I'm not sure. So you mentioned Priory and Katana before too. And this is yeah. a, this is what Dumbledore talks about with that. Because this is even tying into the whole conversation. Because no spell can reawaken the dead, said Dumbledore heavily. All that would ha- all that would have happened is a kind of reverse echo. A shadow of the living Cedric would have emerged from the wand. Am I correct, Harry? So do you actually understand what happened with the wands? So they didn't were they didn't battle each other because they were twin wands and the do you understand like because this is even questions that some people have for this does this happen with every wand or only twin core wands what do you mean does this happen like priori and cantatum and like what it was is like they didn't work the their spells didn't work properly yeah and it kind of just went like haywire yeah, yeah right pretty much yeah so instead of the actual spells that they were casting Instead, it was a battle of priori incantatum to like mm-hmm. reverse the other wand's previous spells. Yeah. 
And what Harry's. Oh, hmm. that's sometimes it is. It seemed like Dumbledore was talking about it being almost given up to luck. Like one of the wands will reverse the other one's spells and uncover what they've done. And it almost seems like Harry, Harry's just got the lucky, the luck of the draw there. Or is, well, I'm thinking like priority is that like priority, like something about Fox's feather, like a more recent feather yeah. has more power or like. But then he also heard Fox. I feel like it was Fox the Phoenix. He was right? hearing that. Yeah. And, so yeah. I feel like it was like, okay, like you're the good side and I'm on yeah. the good side and you're like, hmm. I'm going to give you that power. Yeah, that's weird. Because he heard that voice. I wonder what I'm trying to think of what Harry has, what his spells were recently. And then if those spells were being reversed in the world, <laughs> yeah. while Expelliarmus, yeah, but I feel Expelliarmus, like Expelliarmus, Expelliarmus, <laughs> Expelliarmus, <laughs> or whatever else. Well, he, he was in the maze too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was just in the maze. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because it feels like Voldemort was being, he was losing that whole time. It seems like we didn't see Harry losing. But then could that also be because remember you said the blood thing and hmm. he, and Dumbledore twinkled or whatever we think. Hmm. So like. Was it the fact that Harry's blood is somehow in him and is doing the opposite of what Voldemort thought because of ancient magic? And mm. then it's like against the twin wand. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. But yeah, I'm just right. The combo maybe mm. causes him to be weaker. We don't know of any other twin wands, do we? Mm-mm. Not yet. That's why I was like. Like, like how'd they discover that? Hmm. hmm. It's probably a pretty rare phenomenon. We yeah, just don't know of any in the right? book. I'm sure it's happened before in the past, where maybe a unicorn gives two feathers or something like that. I don't two know. Two hairs. Hairs, yes. Two feathers. <laughs> sorry. Two hairs. Is <laughs> <But> a Pegasus? <laughs> yeah. A dragon gives two heartstrings, whatever that <laughs> heartstring is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. That sounds gross. I know. Huh? I think <laughs> <dead>. <laughs> um, Sirius didn't seem to really know about it. He kind of did. Yeah. Like when Dumbledore said it, he was like, what, reversing the spell effect? Like, Hmm. Like almost like he had to process it too. So again, it gives me this idea like this is advanced. Like to Dumbledore, it makes sense. He understands it. But even really, really powerful wizards like Sirius and maybe Voldemort, they didn't think of this. Because I don't know about ancient magic. I feel like this is like the old timers right. like magic. And they're like, <laughs> yep. we're like the millennials and we don't know what the <laughs> heck's going on. And even uh, Dumbledore's proximity to Nicholas Flamel, even though Dumbledore might not be that old, like he's hanging out with someone who, mm. who is hundreds of years old. Uh-huh. Like he, he can get ancient magic from the ancient dude. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I feel like Dumbledore is putting in the legwork to learn and like really absorb this stuff that nobody else knows about. Um, and it's showing here, but we don't understand it yet. Really. It was interesting because I think this is the chapter where he's like, that's what happened, right, Harry? Like he's saying what should happen in these things, but he's never actually experienced it or seen it. And then he's like, that's what you saw, right? And like hmm. Harry's like confirming yeah. those actions. It says happened. one of the wands will force the other to regurgitate spells it has performed. Like that feels so singular. It's not a battle of regurgitating spells. Yeah. It's like one wand wins in this scenario and that's it. Yes. Even though it took a lot of effort from Harry and it was an ongoing thing, but it's. Hmm. But then I find it interesting though because if it's a, it's actually Fox's feather and and Fox was helping Harry in the chamber or whatever it was. Yeah, he came and like saved his life. Cried on like he has a relationship yep. somehow with Fox. So mm. I wonder if that's playing into his wand powers too. 
This is so good. This is so interesting. Um, pivot on this. Do you think uh, Fudge is a coward? I think Fudge Could is evil. Could he be the coward? Um, I think he's evil. Yeah. He is a coward, but he's also a bit of a realist. Hmm. I don't know. There were moments I was very angry with him. Other moments I think I understood. But in the end of it, I didn't think of him as evil. I thought of him as being scared. Hmm. Just scared of Voldemort and pretending it's not real. Yeah. That's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to live in his little rose-colored glass world. And like, if I pretend this isn't real, it's fine. Yep. For, For now. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. but you could, know. could this be a ploy for him being evil though it I mean, could be a ploy I think so you do think so you, you're on the evil train I think everyone's evil on this <laughs> <laughs> I just because it was such I, I agreed with both of you like at first I was like he just wants to live in his world mm-hmm. and like pretend nothing is going on but it's Dumbledore if Dumbledore is saying something, I feel like a lot of people listen. Yeah. So the fact that he's yeah. like pretending. And then I thought it was weird that he brought the Dementor to Crouch Jr. Yeah. I was that like, why would you do that? And I'm like, line. I feel like you're covering up something that would have come out. So now I don't trust you at all. Mm-hmm. And now you're in charge of the Ministry of Magic. And I don't know. There's a few things and I can't remember the specifics right now. But I was just like, I feel like you're somehow leaning in the Voldemort side Mm. and allowing things to just happen, but you're allowing them to happen because you want them to happen. Mm. And it seems as though, oh, it's just convenience or I'm going to ignore this so that way you can rise to power and then I'll join you again. So if he's evil, because this is one of the things I was thinking through, is he one of the ones that Voldemort knows about or is this a new evil? Like, is he the coward, the one who left and isn't coming back, the most faithful servant? Like, Voldemort seemed to have, like, a pretty good tally of, like, who was his. And he's, like, three dudes. So... I thought there were still people missing, though, in the Other people missing? No. Um, Was that all accounted for? Maybe. I'd have to reread that part. In my head, there were just three people who didn't show up. Hmm. And Harry would have recognized Fudge if he was there. Um, There definitely were more than three because people were in prison. True. So You're those right. other three Oh, he people, accounted for those. Yes. Yeah. Some the, are in prison. They'll be rewarded beyond what they can even The couple. Or something like that, yeah. Weren't there, were there six and empty spots? Why, why I think so. Six. Yeah, because it was the three prison people and then the three he addressed. Okay, so yeah. it's the couple with the crazy laughing woman. The, the yeah. people that went to prison with Crouch Jr. For that torturing the long bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget what those, the tall guy and then the couple. Um, Hmm. Could Crouch have been in there <laughs> with Polyjuice? Anything's possible. <laughs> I, know. Um, I meant is fudge, Dumbledore really Crouch. Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, well, boy. what kind of swap? Maybe oh, all gosh. along Crouch was meant to be the uh, head of the Ministry of Magic, but he had to do it in the form of fudge. So they swapped places mm-hmm. before. I, I really <laughs> love. Yeah, I really love uh, Dumbledore's speech to Fudge here, though. Because he mm, goes, you are good. blinded, send Dumbledore. His voice rising now. The aura of power around him palpable. His eyes blazing once more. By the love of the office you hold, Cornelius. You place too much importance, and you always have done, on the so-called purity of blood. You fail to realize that it matters not what someone is born, 
but what they grow to be. Your Dementor has just destroyed the last remaining member of a pure blood family as old as any. You see what that man chose to make of his life. I tell you now, take the steps I have suggested and you will be remembered in office or out as one of the greatest and bravest ministers of magic we have ever known. Fail to act and history will, will remember you as the man who stepped aside and allowed Voldemort a second chance to mm -hmm. destroy the world we have tried to rebuild. <laughs> So good. Oh my god. Speech. I know. And then I think that's probably why also cuz he was obsessed with the pure blood thing and yep. that's a Voldemort thing. Yeah. That is fishy. So. He just yeah, he has a lot of fishiness to him. Do you think I guess maybe this is the question that we're kind of asking here too, but do you think uh Fudge just doesn't believe this because he wants to live in bliss and ignorance or is he really paving the path for Voldemort in active ways? Can it be both? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hundred no, percent. It can be both. Yeah. And what do you think of Dumbledore in this moment too? Is he just increasing like your oh, it's so great. love of him? Oh yeah, because <laughs> he is for me. I love him so much. Yeah, it's so, cool. so awesome. And it feels like he's appealing to uh, Fudge's pride too. Yeah, like he's just wording it so perfectly. I know. He's trying to be like he's inspirational, and then for Fudge to shut him down after that, I was like so annoyed with I him. Know. You're an idiot. But I just, the whole thing about bringing the Dementor in and all that, and now we know Dementors are evil. I'm like, well, Dumbledore didn't address it, but I'm like, I don't trust that Crouch Jr. is gone. Yeah. Can Dementors absorb oh. people and bring them out or like, you know, he, part of his soul or whatever that is. I'm just like, this feels yeah. sketchy as anything. If the Dementors are already on the side of evil, if they already know that Voldemort's back or there was something bigger that was put into place with Dementors, then I'm like, this is really weird. Um, because they could be doing something fishy with mm -hmm. Crouch Jr. Um, and then Fudge seems to be in on it. So that if he was evil, I feel like this might not be the end of Crouch Jr. Um, because if Fudge is evil, why would he kill Crouch Jr.? Mm. But that whole thing is so weird because the, the is it all the Dementors or just some of the Dementors are like Death Eaters yeah. too? Because I find it weird that they're why would they want to kill people that are on their side kind of thing? And like now I'm thinking yes. all the people in Azkaban, like if they're suck the death kiss or whatever that thing is called. <laughs> now they're like destroying people that are very high up on the evil side. So mm, why would right. they go against their own side? Yep. So now I'm like either that what you're saying is like mm -hmm. they're like moving their bodies to a different or their soul to a different yeah. body or saving it for later or something like what did they say a natural alliance between dementors yeah. and evil and i'm like well i don't know what a natural alliance means but dumbledore's never been fond of dementors and the ministry seems to be using them like a a lot for random things to hunt down serious and like guard people was and I don't understand why case, yeah was it always or is that something fudge put in exactly place? yeah um <laughs> I don't know. We just don't like Fudge. That's what we know, right? We definitely don't like him. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's evil, but I don't like him. Besides Dumbledore, who would be a good minister of magic? Mr. Weasley could be all right. Yeah. He's a little childish, but yeah. no more <laughs> than Fudge. Might be yeah. A little, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, eh, can't be moody. Serious. Eh. Serious is a cut out for I'm actually world. just going to go to bed right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, I feel like it would be Ooh. a three ring circus. Um, I, I'd actually be okay with Amos Diggory. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he he might have what it takes, but 
he's a little rude. I don't love him. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. He's been through it now. Right now, yeah. he could be good. Um, two lines. I want to talk about one in particular. Time is short, and unless a few of us who know the truth do not stand united, there is no hope for any of us. He's talking to Sirius and, and uh, Severus at this moment. Then he goes, Severus, said Dumbledore, turning to Snape. You know what I must ask you to do, if you are ready, if you are prepared. I am, said Snape. He looked slightly paler than usual, and his cold black eyes glittered strangely. Then good luck, said Dumbledore. And he watched, with a trace of apprehension on his face, as Snape, Snape swept wordlessly after Sirius. What is happening there? I feel like he either is going to somehow go back to Voldemort and try to play double agent but Voldemort already knows that it's he's a double agent so he would probably just kill him hmm. then I was thinking maybe he's coming up with a potion that he has to like somehow sacrifice himself to give it to Voldemort or something something serious where I feel like he's risking his life because the way he reacted hmm I thought he was sending um, Snape to do something with the Dementors. Either that or going back to Voldemort. But we know that um, Dumbledore wanted two things accomplished. The Giants, Dementors. So he took care of the Giants with uh, Hagrid, we assume. Mm. So I thought he sent Snape to take care of Dementors. What does that mean, though? I don't know. A potion? And Dumbledore just might not know if he could trust him because there's a little bit of apprehension on his Mm. face for some of that kind of stuff. This is, we'll talk about this the rest. (laughs) The rest of the whole podcast, we're going to be asking, what was the gleam in Dumbledore's eye? What was the thing he asked Snape to do? Um, Maybe a more grand question. How, and maybe the next book kind of question, how do you think Harry is going to deal with his survivor's guilt? Do you think he's dealing with it well right now? And how do you think he's going to go about this in the future? Hmm. I think he's doing an okay job dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know the right way to do it. Mm. I don't know if he's even processing it yet. Though. You, oh, you so don't like, think so? Yeah. I don't think so. <clears throat> hmm. Where was that? I so mean, you say he did. Ha- Sorry. Uh, keep talking. You say he hasn't processed through the death of Cedric yet? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Because there's the, what is it? The, I should know it from work. Oh. All the steps of grief, right? It's like anger, denial. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget the steps. There's yeah. like five steps. But the last one's acceptance. It's so soon after. I mean, I liked this line. It said it was costing him every bit of determination he had to keep talking. I guess when he was talking to Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he sensed that once he finished, he would feel better. So the fact that he acknowledged that in the Mm. moment, I thought was pretty big. But from experience, it's like the numbness doesn't set in until a little bit after. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I think back on my experience. It's like I remember the day of like a tragic thing. And then the following year, I don't remember. Yeah, it's a blur. Yeah. So like to your point, it's like, I don't know. Like, I liked that he talked it through in the moment to kind of get it going. Hmm. But and everyone processes differently. It's like, yeah, there's no right way. Yeah, I you know. just kind of 
go <laughs> with it. As far as Harry's personality, like he has maturity, but do you think he's going to have the maturity to not be really affected by this? Or do you think it's going to really yeah. drag out in the next book where he's going to be pretty devastated by this and trying to live with the guilt of bringing Cedric along with him? I think he's going to have like triggers of certain things that mm. are going to set him off and he'll like freeze or not be mm. able to do something. Huh? I kind of hope so. You hope, <laughs> But I didn't think so. Yeah. 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 You I think that would show maturity. I think he's like a little arrogant, Harry, in mm. general. So it, in my mind, I viewed it like he'd move on quick and it wouldn't carry into the next book. Mm. But if it does, if it stays with him, that would be a sign of growth to me. Like that Cedric really mattered to him. But he's been, he's experienced loss before with his parents and everything else. So if it didn't phase him, that wouldn't surprise me. He didn't actually experience the loss of his True. parents. Not directly. He just never had them. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. totally. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's totally different. Yeah. 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 That's true. He didn't. He didn't have to face There's that no loss. There's no grief there. He just never had them. I mean, he. There is. I mean, some kind of lacking, but I don't think. It's, yeah, but I mean, in this moment, it's like he actually had Cedric's body, dead body. in his arms. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little traumatic. That, in a and it was way. like his fault. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's to true. An Directly. Well, right. you, he yeah, feels that much. it is, even I mean, though I people said it, it was Because I was like, you shouldn't have brought him yeah. Just, <laughs> with yeah. you. No, but he wanted to go. Like in a weird way, I feel like if Harry makes it his own fault, that makes sense. I'm not like hating on him for it, but it also takes something away from Cedric. Like it's Voldemort's fault. Did Dumbledore say that or serious? I feel like someone brought it up. Like mm -hmm. this yeah. is nobody's fault. Yeah. But Voldemort. Yep. Didn't like Hermione say that? Maybe. Very <laughs> no, wise. She know. could. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe Mrs. Weasley. It's mm. a female, probably. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore. It says, the only one against yes! whom I intend to yeah, work, said Dumbledore, males. is Lord Voldemort. If you are against, uh, I don't know if this is what you were talking about. Yeah, no, this of, is. Yeah. Um, if you, and he was talking to, I don't know. If you, uh, Fudge, was he talking to Fudge? Yeah. If you are against him, then we remain, yeah, Cornelius on the same side. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> He's so good in this chapter. Oh, I love Dumbledore so much in these. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he progresses with this, how he matures, how he, how he discovers if he is um, growing more mature or not, how he processes through this. Does say, what did you think of this line where it goes, there was a loud slamming noise and Mrs. Weasley and Harry broke apart. Hermione was standing by the window. She was holding something tight in her hand. When you read that for the first time, what do you, were you like, oh, what did I write in there? I just <laughs> you, got annoyed because I was like, Harry needed to cry. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> for real. And Hermione is standing there slamming a jar shut like, or something. Bad timing. Sorry. I know you were going a different route, but that's where my mind was. <laughs> It's like when you're in a really emotional moment and someone like does something just silly or stupid. You're like, let me cry. Yeah. Well, he was like, because Harry wasn't going to give into it, but it was like right at the cusp. I know. And I was like, oh, bad timing, Hermione. Anyway. Um, I just said the thing to get Rita. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I, I assumed Hermione like did something to get her, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't think she got her, got her. Literally. I was like, what the... <laughs> Um, I almost pictured it more like Hermione was like, ah, I've got her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, An idea. 
So that was just Wait, funny so when she that she was in the room listening to this conversation, which yeah. makes perfect sense. And Hermione's, like, and Hermione was just waiting uh, for it. I, yeah. And I love that Hermione knew. So I'm sure they're in this whole conversation. I could imagine. I wish they, I well, we'll see if they do this in the movies. They don't do this in the movies, <laughs> but in their conversation, <laughs> it'd be so fun to see like her just like walking around in the background, just like, looking oh, for something. Yeah, and all of a sudden yeah. she catches this. Cause I feel like that's what she's doing. She's not really fully, she's part of the conversation, but she's not fully right. part of the conversation. Then she sees this beetle. Fly. Did she know it was a beetle? <laughs> like, I wonder, did yeah. she actually know she was a beetle or she was looking for something small? Like anything. Appear? Yeah. Pigeon or like whatever we said. I feel like she did know it was a beetle because she had interacted with it before. So when they said bugging, I think she put all the pieces together mm. of like, I had a beetle in my hair. There was a beetle in this part. Um, there was a beetle oh. in the bush, all that kind mm. of stuff. So I think she put it together this and was able to like capture it. About flies. I know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Classic. So good. <laughs> Which, when I said the fly on the wall, I did not. I know. I was so thinking. happy you said that. We harped on that for so long, and we're like, "There it is." It uh-huh. took me forever to put it together. Too. It was like three episodes. I was like, "Wait, is that why you keep yeah. bringing this up?" She texted me. She's like, "Is the reason you keep harping on me wanting to be a fly because of Rita?" And I'm like, "Yes," because it's a perfect segue to talk about that kind yes. of stuff. Slow on the uptake here. <laughs> Bringing it back in at the beginning of this book. It was great. Um, <laughs> any other questions in this chapter? Um, I think I had my first good tear up moment um, <gasps> when the Weasleys and Hermione came to uh-huh. Harry after all of this. Even though Dumbledore stepped right in and kind of like blocked the moment. Yeah. To me, I also felt that because it felt like a relief, like a safe space. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was so great that they're all there. Like, it was like if Dumbledore and Snape and all them didn't come rescue Harry, they were about to. Yeah. Like they were just like charging in, we're like ready. we're gonna come to Harry. Um, so I love that. Um and he gets the dreamless sleep, which is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, the money came up twice and it just felt so crude. Yeah. Ugh, when Fudge mm-hmm. just plops the money down. Oh. And then even later when Mrs. Weasley, she's like, Well, you can think about all the things you're gonna spend your money on. I'm just like Shut I know. big dumb mouth. <laughs> like this is not the time. Harry's dealing with real stuff. Um, so yeah, sorry to be so harsh towards Mrs. Weasley. But in that moment, I was genuinely annoyed at her. I'm like, yeah. be sensitive. Goodness. Um, but everyone's just talking about money. I mean, money matters, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like not in this moment compared to everything he's been through. Um, so yes, that was the only other thing I had noted here. Mrs. Weasley is a, is a woman of highs and lows. Yeah, yeah. Like she has, honestly, the moments that uh, you tear up in are the moments that she is incredibly tender. Yep. When she hugs Harry and it's like a hug like he's never felt before, mm-hmm. you're like I was that. just going to comment yeah. on that. It is Ugh. like, it's one of the greatest feelings ever. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big mm-hmm. hugger, but I, every once in a while, I have a friend back in Dallas and uh, I think I told the story a while ago. And she gave me a hug that was like disarming. And it was like a long hug. She just held me. And I was like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just like accept it and you like melt and you're like, this is great. I need this. <laughs> mm. And it does feel <laughs> like a very mom thing too. Yeah. It's so great. like patting her on the head. Okay. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, done? oh, this is nice. The sh- yeah. The hug that she gives is just so good. And then when she surprises Harry too, and she's excited, those are the moments that I really tear up in. But then she's like, you can think about your money. And I'm like, oh, you were doing so good. <laughs> and maybe it, it's not as crude as it came across to me, but just like yeah. to bring it up, I was just annoyed. Ugh. Cause it felt like she was like fudge in that moment. Cause yeah. fudge brought it up. I was like, I know, oh. I know. But Harry had no memory of ever being hugged like this oh. as though by a mother. Oh, Oof. Yeah. Mm. 
It's a so devastating good. line. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. Ron made me laugh when he told his mom to shut up. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, right? Ron. I was like, whoa, you're going to get beaten later. <laughs> what did he tell her to shut up for? I was just going to look it up. Hold on. Um, oh, it was when uh, Sirius Black. That's right. That's right. Transformed back. She said, Sirius Black. She shrieked. Ron. Oh, that was. Mom, shut up. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, was she out of the so loop funny. this whole time? Yeah, yeah, all of them so were out of loop. That's the crazy thing. Like, about how this. bizarre that must have yeah. been insane for her. Like, mm-hmm. she still thought of him as being an evil criminal out yeah. to kill Harry, like, this whole time. And then all of a sudden, she just sees him, like, oh, they're probably still oh worrying about serious. And then Ron's just like, old news, mom. All yeah. right. <laughs> I, I also loved um, when Dumbledore was giving instructions at the beginning of the chapter. I think that was the beginning of this one. Um, to McGonagall and Snape and just says these like weird things and they didn't question it at all. Yeah. They, and Harry addressed that. He said kind of like, it was cool that when Dumbledore gives instructions, they just take it. Yeah. Like he's powerful. He's telling me, go get a dog. Sure. I'm going to get that dog. <laughs> I don't, I don't what care what it means. is. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and that was cool to see. Yeah. That respect. Yeah. Um, do you think he's respected too much or do you think he deserves that respect? I think Dumbledore <laughs> deserves it. Were you going to say something? Because all of a sudden I see this. I asked the question. You you slowly brought the mic over. Oh, no. <laughs> like the gen. I was like, do you have something to say about Oh, this? no. <laughs> okay. No, I... <laughs> nice. <laughs> so very superficial. Anyway. So no, I'm glad you noticed that moment. <laughs> now that everybody knows. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Hmm. Yeah, I think he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's earned it. He just seems like he demands respect in the room. Yep. And if not him, who else? And I think, uh, I forget. I think my friend Giovanni gave me this quote at some point, like the wrong thing done together in a crisis, like in situations in war, et cetera, the wrong thing done together is better than the right thing done divided. So it's kind of <laughs> like, in this moment, Dumbledore is the one giving the instructions, but like, even if it was someone else, yeah. um, the fact that it was purposeful, it was like, someone has a plan. So let's just act on this and figure it out as we go. Yeah. And of course, if Dumbledore is the one saying it, you're definitely going to listen. Yeah. But in crisis, it almost feels like anyone could step up and be that leader if they needed to be. Yeah, agreed. Oh. All right, let's go to the last chapter, the beginning. Unless you guys have anything else in the previous, but what is a, right? a summary of the beginning chapter 37 very quick. I think I wrote one. Let me look. I was going to say either you or Jack. Oh, a uh, ride back to London debrief. You want yeah. to do it? Oh, uh, Rita is a beetle. Fred and George never got money from Bagman. So Harry gave them their winnings and uh, they hexed Malfoy, Crab and Goyle. Uh, yep. I think that was about That's a great part. And he steps over him. Yeah. Steps on Malfoy. Um, I think you were talking about this line before, but Harry, uh, when he's in a conversation with Ron and Hermione, or no, the Diggories, it says they did not blame him for what happened. On the contrary, they both thanked him for returning Cedric's body to them. Mr. Diggory sobbed through most of the interview. Mrs. Diggory's grief seemed beyond tears. Uh, what are your thoughts on the diggeries? I mean, we started not liking them a lot and I still think Amos has his issues. <laughs> yeah. But what is do you that think about their them? only child? 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. He's an only child. The glory of Hufflepuff House. Oh. True Hogwarts champion to Cedric. That's sad. I know. Mm. And like the dad like was obsessed with him too. I know. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's a really sad part because his dad, I mean, his dad was like a little overwhelming, probably vicariously living through his son. Yeah. Yeah. But the the grief that comes with someone who is so obsessed with their son that they end up losing their son is mm. rough. This guy's never going to mm-hmm. be the same. Mm-mm. Yep. Yeah. I don't think he'll tragic. go dark, but. Yeah. Mm-mm. And maybe this makes if him anything, fight even more passionately right. against yeah. Voldemort. Or like he's willing to sacrifice anything because he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. well, I lost my son, so I'll die doing this. Send me on the mission. I want to get him. Hmm. Whoa. I could see that. Yeah, mm. that'd be epic. <clears throat> um, This is a weird line. He goes, she went to ask him if you could come straight to us this summer. Ron is talking to Harry. But he wants you to go back to the Dursleys, at least at first. Why does Dumbledore want Harry to go back to the Dursleys? Because of the ancient magic being near his relations. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, Still seems weird. I still don't fully get it. But it's safer at the Dursleys than the Weasleys. Hmm. Or even if I'm not going to say safer, it is better for Harry because I trust Dumbledore. Something about this, the Dursleys are better than the Weasleys. Not as people, but as a location <laughs> for Harry. Just whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> and I haven't quite figured out why, but the only thing I can come up with is the ancient magic. Yeah. Or he did something on the house, maybe? Yeah, yeah. It, it could muggle. be a big old uh, secret keeper scenario or something. I thought it was more like he doesn't want to disrupt them thinking anything's going on. Mm. Mm. Like go back. Mm. Act like everything's like normal. normal. Mm. Because they might do something crazy. I don't know what. Yeah. And not that the Dursleys would even care, but it is for kind of keeping up appearances for certain things. I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's got his reasons, said Ron. It's true. Do you feel like Dumbledore doesn't communicate certain things and he should communicate some, some things? Do you think he's wise to keep a lot of this stuff to himself? Probably. Mm, I don't know. I do think sometimes because like, you know, in all these like, evil versus good, it's like the more information you know, the more the evil person being wants mm-hmm. to get the information out of you. So the less you know, you're not, giving That's up fair. any like secrets so if Dumbledore keeps all these secrets you can't learn anything more about him like you can't learn how he's thinking how he's protecting what magic he's using because no, he's mm. not telling anyone mm. yeah it's true it sucks huh. being on the outside but yeah, <laughs> yeah for I sure. almost think of it like a bit of a a power dynamic of like because knowledge is power Dumbledore keeping the secrets and being the only one who knows the reasons it keeps him in that like authority stance because he's the only one who knows, but I feel like he probably should tell Harry a little bit more. Mm. Like why, why go to the Dursleys to give him some comfort there? Like just tell him I'm a, just a fan of more communication is always better. Um, and Dumbledore is not. So I don't mind it, 
but I would like to know his reasons. And there is an, a dynamic too, where Harry doesn't necessarily ask him some of this stuff. Like if he asked yeah, him, maybe, right. but at the first hmm. book, Harry did ask him some, the first question. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry, Harry, I can't answer that one. Hmm. So even if he asked, he probably couldn't answer some, which would maybe frustrate Harry more. Maybe hmm. that's even the reason he doesn't necessarily ask Dumbledore at all, because he's like, he probably wouldn't answer me this question. Right. So maybe he'll be frustrated at that moment or something. I don't know. And blind trust is almost easier in a, mm. in a weird way. You don't yeah. have to think about it. Just Dumbledore says, Dumbledore has his reasons. I'll do it. Yeah, for real. Okay. Yeah. Um, two other good lines. Or one good line, and I want to talk about another point. Hagrid is Hagrid just is great. Hagrid, I feel like, is a good comforter. Brings about a little comedy. Um, and then he goes, no good sitting worrying about it. He said, what's coming will come, and we'll meet it when it does. Dumbledore told me what you did, Harry. I, I love that line. It's like, there's no point in sitting here worrying about any of this kind of stuff. Go on living your life. And then when it comes, we'll worry about it. Then he is in a goofy, dumb way. He's just so wise. And I love Hagrid so much for it. Mm. But there's another line Harry caught a glimpse of Cho through the crowd. There were tears pouring silently down her face. He looked down at the table as they all sat down again. So Cho is going to be pretty impacted by this, but I think the more important question is, what kind of crier are you guys? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not the question I was expecting. All <laughs> hmm. star. I am a crier who I can't breathe when I cry. I'm like a if it's just like, you know, tearing up, I can tear up and it's not going to be. But if I like full on cry, I won't be able to speak because I can't breathe in. Like I'm like hmm. everything is getting out. And then the one time I do breathe in, it's like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. it's like a pathetic cry and then i'm like all out from that point on i can't quietly cry i would love Classic. to be able to quietly cry but <laughs> i think for me it's 80 percent of the time uh silent tears because i can hold with muscle the rest of my body together but one time i was at that point and my sister gave me a hug and in that hug i just broke to pieces oh, and then it's yeah. the sobbing the yeah. breathing the whole thing oh goodness can't speak yeah. <laughs> and then it just feels like you, you're not in control anymore but yeah. that's what feels so good yeah it's yeah. letting it out yep therapeutic yeah I've had a couple of those while driving and had to pull over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> and this is and not just, safe. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks too because driving is a great plot place to do it, but it's not a great place to do it. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have all my emotional moments in the car by myself. <laughs> well, that's so great. This you is, could get there. Yeah. You know? I can get there. I have for to me, make I'll, I'll hide from that place and say, I will not go <laughs> there uh, now. Yeah. I did that for too long. Mm, Finally, I was so like, free. I just got to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or watch a sad movie to egg it on. Yeah. <laughs> about time. Anytime I need a moment oh. about time. Oh, what's that Does one it? movie you made me watch? You made me watch. I asked for a suggestion. Lars and the Real Girl? No. That's mm. a tearjerker. No. Um, I forget what it was, but I was literally like, I couldn't see the TV. I was sobbing. The <laughs> Earl and the Dying Girl. Yep. That's it. Crushes you. Oh, I wept terrible. during that movie. I wept during that movie. That was so yeah. good. Something like that. I'm like, if I need to cry. Hmm. <laughs> I am great for you. Recommendations that'll make you cry. It's my kind of movie. <laughs> um, what kind of cry are you, Jen? The world wants to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely. 
I cry at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I could silently cry. I can tear up. I could see someone crying and then I start tearing up mm -hmm. as if I know what's going on in their life. <laughs> yeah. um, I can cry when I'm pissed off. I can, I'll cry. Really? Oh my gosh. If I'm angry, it comes out crying. Huh. Like I'll try to relay things and I'm upset, but it's upset like anger and then it comes out crying and then I'm like, I look weak because I'm trying to get my point <laughs> across and all I'm doing is crying and I can't even get a word out. It's just, yeah. So it's crying, can't talk. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. That yeah. One. I hate that That's feeling. Me. When you do it and you're like, everyone's you. <gasps> I had to do that and uh, I had to give a eulogy for someone. And that was uh, devastating. And because there was someone I really, really loved. And uh, when mm. I was talking, I was like holding it together. And then I had to stop because tears were coming down and I couldn't breathe in. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. And I remember I, I did breathe in and it was just a mess. And I was just a mess from that point on. And I was just like, I said a few things after that, like a two sentences. And I was like, I'm done. Can't do this anymore. Devastating. Well, mm. anyway. <laughs> but I feel like it's interesting because I feel like it's accepted for like women to cry in public. But yeah. guys, like not so much. Why are you crying? You should be tough. Yeah. Right. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah. One time I cried in public and a random guy just came up and put his arm around me. It was so comforting. Really? It was the sweetest thing. That's I'll never see him again, but it was great. And then I got to do that for someone. I was on a train once and this like Italian girl was sitting in this car, four of us, pretty similar train to what Harry Hermione wow. and Rana. And <laughs> you were on the Hogwarts Express. Like, it was you? like one of those things of four people. Yeah, I was on the way to school. Um, <laughs> it's like you were going and, and you didn't tell yeah, me. Actually, <laughs> maybe I was in England. I don't remember. But yeah, she starts crying and she didn't speak English. I didn't speak Italian. So mm -hmm. I just like gave her the pack of tissues that I had. And that was her moment of breaking down because oh. she was holding it together in this oh. car. And then the mom and this four-year-old kid were the other two in our car. Then the kid goes over and comforts her. It was oh, the cutest moment. None of beautiful. us communicated with each other. Yeah. But it was like, that was the moment where then she felt safe enough to like sob out loud. And I was like, wow, this was such a strange moment. It makes me so happy. But yeah. Those moments are cool. Yeah. Crying makes you happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wholesome crying. Just, in a weird it. way. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like such a sad moment. This makes me so happy. <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm sorry. Come on. Yeah. You harped on me for the fly. I'm harping on you. Oh, respect. <laughs> Getting you yeah, back. I'm the crier. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, how about this one? Remember Cedric. Remember, if the time should come when you have to make a choice between what is right and what is easy. Mm. Remember what happened to a boy who was good and kind and brave because he strayed across the path of Lord Voldemort. Remember Cedric Diggory. Oh. Hmm. I loved how he told him because he said that the parent, everyone's saying I shouldn't tell you yeah. the truth yeah. about this. Hmm. And I feel like that was great because I feel like they're going to be in a war of good versus evil and mm -hmm. like remember this moment yep and it's it seems like a three-way war the evil versus the good pretending it's not happening and the good that knows it's happening mm. because the the chapter before is a parting of the ways mm. fudge could be evil but he also could be good so we're, we're seeing a division of good so that it's evil versus two good sides kind of um so it feels like dumbledore's trying to like build distrust and say like at some point, these students are going to have to make a choice whether they're going to fight Voldemort or 
agree with their parents or whatever else. I don't know, but um, the ministry versus Dumbledore, Fudge versus Dumbledore mm-hmm. versus Voldemort. Yeah. So I'm glad he's being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a powerful thing, kind of like what you were saying, Jen, that he like made a point to say, remember Cedric, because mm-hmm. they actually lived it. It's easier yeah. to just like in theory try to pick a side. Right. But he was like, I can pinpoint them to a an actual event that they experienced mm-hmm. that Voldemort caused that they were pretty much, you know, they weren't there, but they knew him, right. knew Cedric. So I thought that was a powerful thing that he said. Well, the, he was the Triwizard nominee, whatever. Champion. Mm. Yeah. So, like, he's supposed to be, like, the best out of the school, too. So it it plays into that even more where it's, like, remember, he represented us and he Mm. was innocent and he was good. And, like, remember this for a future. Hmm. I love uh, that he... Obviously, Dumbledore's going to do this, but he calls him good and kind and brave rather than, like, the Hogwarts champion, like, beloved, you know? Mm. He calls him these things. I remember... (laughs) I'm just going to like give myself a pat on the back. And when I was with you, Danny, at summer camp in uh, fifth grade, (laughs) we each got, do you remember what the, the, uh, what? Uh, What? (laughs) What? She's referencing a movie. Hmm. I said that one time at band camp. Sorry. <laughs> Just ignore um, me. <laughs> do you remember what your accolade was? Because every every student, every kid that went hmm. got this like little sheet of paper that was like what they were, or what they were best at, or something like that. No, I don't and remember. I was mad. I remember at the moment because I got uh, I wanted to get most athletic, and I didn't get most athletic. <laughs> I got <laughs> most caring because my counselor saw me in the gift shop shopping for gifts for my siblings and my parents. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> but I got them little stupid trinkets of things. But I remember I got most caring. I was like, oh, bummer. <laughs> Ew, caring. Yeah. Name. I'm I know. athletic. I know. <laughs> good at sports. <laughs> but I'm like, in this instance, this is great. He's being known as being good and kind and brave. And those are the things that you should really value in a person yeah, rather than athleticism so and yeah. you know being a good champion and being, yeah. So I love that. I love the memorial that he gives him here. Hmm. Do you think people will actually believe Dumbledore? So this is kind of stuff talking about the next book. Do you think that um, there is going to be a mass movement in Hogwarts? First, like maybe, first of all, do you think that the next three books are going to be in Hogwarts? Like, do you think that they're going to go through their school year again? And. Oh, I think I know. Do you think uh, people are going to actually believe Dumbledore or do you think they're going to side with Fudge? I saw glimpses like of a mo- of the next movie and I didn't know what movie it was, but now I have an idea of what was going on. Mm. Well, no spoilers. <laughs> you watched all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember them. I, I don't actually know if I, I saw six or seven. I like, walked by it and I heard like a thing going yeah. on. And I was like, that seems weird, but it didn't register <laughs> until like now. You gotta text me after to let me know what that is. Yeah. Um, but I think what no, I, I was just wondering, I feel like it's going to be Hogwarts and I wonder if like so, like half the students are not going to come back, maybe because the mm. parents don't want them to finish school there. But that wouldn't make sense because I guess they need to finish school. I just think it's going to be a division in the school. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's like evil. And then like the two goods of like my parents think this. So like I don't really trust Dumbledore. Or I just think it's going to be like dividing the school 
by like students what their parents believe and what they believe in. So so Dumbledore is back to full power. Do you think uh, he's going to make his presence Voldemort known in, that, in the next Dumbledore. book? Sorry, Voldemort, yeah. Okay. I'm messing up. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure I was following <laughs> correctly. Hmm. Do you think he's going to make his power known in the next book? I think so. He seems that showy type. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, maybe by the end. Because I just don't know if he could. Like, Although, I'm wondering what happened in that grave now. He just lost to Harry. Yeah. Like, now he's got to convince his Death Eaters that he's actually strong because Harry just defeated him again. Like in a sense, yep. he was telling all his death eaters, don't kill Harry. I'm going to take care of it. And then he couldn't take care of it. Hmm. Like it feels like he's not at full power yet. You he's getting there. The death eaters now are second guessing there. I feel like they would have to, I, I don't know, but like they, they're still scared of him. Yeah. None of them would want to take him on. Well, but I mean, now they, yeah. I don't know. But I feel like they're also trapped because like they're already yes. a Death Eater. And so mm -hmm. now if you're like, oh, shoot, his power is defeated by Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And I can't. Harry saw them. them. Like Harry knows uh, some of the people that were there. So like he knows Mr. Malfoy was there. Yep. Yeah. And, and so now I feel yeah, like they're in a weird spot of like yeah. they have to now call Harry a liar if they're back in the real world. Or they have to just not go back to the real world. Mm. Um, but you think that they know. know that Harry knew it was them? Because didn't they have their oh, mask on? I was on, just going to say, like maybe it was like voice. an unmistakable voice that yeah. Harry couldn't tell for sure. That that might be true. I forget. So like, I wonder, they're like, well, he doesn't know that it's me. But I feel like Voldemort used names and was addressing people. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, why can't Harry tell Dumbledore all these people and then they can go get them? yeah he can try but that's why i think dumbledore doesn't have the power to get them well, anymore because fudge, fudge doesn't yeah. believe it though. yeah but what if he told fudge all this stuff like hey oh he did try to yeah he did. He that, that was the wild did. part yeah. fudge one of the most infuriating like lines to me was he goes oh lucius malfoy there's no record big giver to the ministry yeah, of music and, and see, i was like that's where i was oh, like my gosh yep you're evil that. yeah so I don't think bad oh my evil. goodness Oh, man, I don't know. I think it does have to be at Hogwarts. I'm also thinking that this dynamic of the ministry versus Dumbledore is something that was less spoken about, but was already felt almost mm. like people who go to Hogwarts already like Dumbledore to a certain degree. Um, but, but I don't know. Didn't Fudge say something like about like that you believe in this? mixed blood thing or whatever not everyone maybe i'm making this up i don't remember never mind um, hmm. Hmm. he did he said you you have the like your pure, pure blood stuff you're saying dumbledore said it to fudge or fudge said it to no i thought fudge was saying like you're like hallucinate like you think yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's gonna be great with like this mixed blood stuff and you're wrong and not everyone believes you but They've been going along with it, and now you're going to lose hmm. those people. But maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what do you think about Hermione keeping Rita in a jar with a few twigs? <laughs> <laughs> so great. That's outrageous. It's hilarious. I know. We haven't heard anything from her yet because I have her in the jar. That's so funny. But like she can't transform into a human and break the jar. No, because she put an anti-breaking yeah, spell on it. Oh, that's right. 
So she is locked in prison as an animagus <laughs> for a year at least. Why did they do that to Wormtail? I know. Oh, drives me crazy. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, well, then there wouldn't be a story, but yeah. still. <laughs> um, the fact that Rita was at Hogwarts this whole time in the form of a bug, I also thought she could be uh, the most faithful servant stationed at Hogwarts for a moment. Yeah. And I was like, mm, probably not. Too many other viable candidates, but... Yeah, Toodles was saying that too on, on our, on our hmm. uh, chat. She was like, you just don't trust Rita. When yeah. you initially read it, you're oh, like, there's yeah. something weird going on here. But you understand now all the stuff that happened with her. With her, uh, Malfoy talking into the hand with the beetle, yeah. like how she knew about uh, Victor Crumb was because she Victor pulled a beetle out. I even mentioned that during the uh, yeah. one part where um, uh, they were at the ball, the Yule ball, and Harry like looked over and he like looked at a beetle rather than him. And I remember looking at you directly because I was like, <laughs> and Harry, you know, like he's over here, he's listening to this conversation, and all of a sudden he looks at a beetle. And I'm like, boop. <laughs> I looked back. I was like going yeah. crazy. So uh, you guys like so understand weird. how all that happened. Even uh, how she found out Harry was hallucinating or not hallucinating. I didn't even have any of these visions. Was because she yeah the window and he heard the slight buzzing of a fly or something like that. Oh, that kind of I didn't sleep. notice that. Okay, yeah. nice. I, I think figured, it was like the wind was on was his back on the back sad. of his neck and he heard. I think uh, like a buzzing of a fly or that is so great. wings or something. And then the whole thing with the the sec a body being dragged out of the I know the, out of the woods. Oh, yeah, what the heck is it called? Like Cut. during the World the, Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How she was right about that though? Because yeah, I, it was just interesting. Because we were like, do you think there's another body? Yep. And you guys were like, you were like, yes, she's definitely dragging <laughs> bodies out. I did say yes, but yeah. then I was, didn't put it. Yeah, it didn't together. come back up Sometimes until just, now. Yeah, don't second guess yourself. Just go for it. <laughs> um, I would never guess. Is she going to report her to the ministry? <laughs> yeah, right. Of all the people. We didn't know he existed back then. <laughs> He's dead. Well, she has uh, leverage over her now to do it. So she said something like yep. uh, she's got a year to like, um, she's going to keep watch over her for like a year or something like that. Um, not in the jar, hopefully. <laughs> We'll see. Um, so maybe she'll pop up back in the story. Um, also, like that's foreshadowing her career path. I know. Like a lawyer, <laughs> law or something. Yeah. Police officer. Or she's going to be an Auror. This is her own version of Moody's trunk. Yeah. It's her glass jar. That's her it's next the first thing. version. You know? She's going to transfigure them all into beetles or like <laughs> yeah. insects and like put them all in this little jar that doesn't break. She's got an office just full of jars Imagine of people that. she's captured. Because oh I do love the, the descriptions of all the office of the people like Lockhart had all the portraits on his. Mm. Um Moody has all the dark detectors and then wow yeah um uh what's his name uh oh, he Lupin had the stuff. creatures and everything like that yeah. so she would have <laughs> a bunch of beetles around <laughs> like little bug projects <laughs> like of all her victims so she remembers yeah. who's who <laughs> that'd be great um who do you think and this is an, uh, another different question who do you think the next um defense against the dark arts teacher is going to be Wait, can you hold? Yes, hold I was that. just thinking. Remember, Mad Eye Moody's office? He had all the trinkets of all the things, and they were going crazy. Yep. And he was blaming it on the students. Yep. but it was because he was right next the to whole them. Because that whole thing came up for Fred and George <laughs> too. Because the sneakerscope was going crazy because Mad um, Moody. Well, Wormtail was there. Well, yeah. 
And the same thing happened here where his trinkets were going crazy. Mm. He blamed them on the students. And then you guys got the part two with a... like you nailed that when you were like the goblins they deal with money i'm sure he's in some kind of gambling debt and i was like oh my gosh are you kidding me i wasn't even thinking about it except that you said it you're like it's not this person you know he blamed it on crouch but i bet it was bagman the whole time like it was dodgy and then i was like whoa but that's when it all clicked and then it was funny because i re-listened to that and i was like oh i said it i nailed that but that was you fun. guys did so good with your predictions this podcast yeah, this book I yeah, that was good it. teamwork <laughs> <First 10 meters. laughs> um, yeah oh my goodness and then the the blackmail the fred and george yes, thing that whole you, dynamic I, yeah. Gold, I was thinking about that from the beginning and i just that's why i love her writing too because when you think she's forgotten something or left it it's an open end that's just going to come back yep. later um so i'm like man did they get their money yet yeah i know so i'm glad they did with harry's help Jen, you wanted me to remind you about something about Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, but that was it. That was it? My theory so of being good. looking old and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I love that. The whole thing. I forgot it was in the other chapter. If they go back to Hogwarts, who is year five yeah. Defense Against the Dark hmm. Arts teacher? Could it be the real Mad-Eye Moody? Please stand up. That <laughs> right? Would, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Real bad, oh, was, she like, loved that one. So Moody could be a possible Didn't option. Who else? That last time too. I don't remember. Well, yeah, we did. Bathroom. Yeah. I think oh, I yeah, said the real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Let's announce. To we're going to keep that Jen one going. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he would be great. Would it be someone we already know or somebody new? Yeah, they keep picking someone new, so I feel like it's probably someone new. But they can't be trusted. But I feel like every Matt, well, Matt I mean, needs like a few years to like <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. regroup I know. and I recover. Guy. Could any of the Weasleys, Amos Diggory, could Hermione teach it to the younger students? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Harry would be a good defense against the Dark Arts teacher? In a lot of ways, yeah. Actually, he doesn't yeah. know enough yet. He's yeah. not studious enough. Yeah. But he would be a good teacher. Yeah, he's got the experience down, right? Yeah. It's probably someone new, I feel like. You think I, that has been a trend, right? Like yeah. we haven't met them before and then the book starts. I like that it's like such a, a thing. Yeah, I know. But that's where I don't know with writing like the right way to do it. I don't know how she approached it. Do you break the trend or you keep it going? I know. Because hmm. we'll I do see. like that. <clears throat> well, I'll ask you more uh, questions over the next book. What if book? it's Dumbledore? Ooh, he has not taught yet because all Mm. of a sudden he's like, shoot, Voldemort's back. I need everyone to know what's going on. But then he'd have the curse. Would he like die after that? Or would he just like not teach that anymore? What do you mean? Because there's a one year curse on the defense against the dark arts teacher. So whoever's there is probably only going to be there for a year. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's going to die. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Have they died? Who died? Um, But they'll at least go away. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Kind well, of. I mean, Dumbledore is huh. getting old, apparently. I keep saying that. Here's right. just one more question I want to ask for the next book, and then we'll pause the next book discussions about predictions, and then we'll jump back into one more question after this one. The next book is called Harry Potter and what? I don't know. Yeah, don't know? actually. Wait, let me think. What did we just read? Um, I don't remember. I must have seen it when I bought the book. I'm going to save that for the next book then. I was going to ask, what do you think this is? What I should have started asking, and I realized this because someone on subreddit said this. um, 
They were like, you should ask them what these things are. I should ask you before we read the Goblet of Fire. Okay, what is a Goblet of Fire? Oh, I should ask funny. you what is a Chamber of Secrets and the, who's the prisoner of Azkaban? No, you didn't. I don't I think you, I did. Yeah, I no, 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 I don't think I you did. I thought you did about this one because I remember I said, oh, I know what happens mm. because I heard the summary of the next book. Are you going to read the back cover of the next book? <laughs> I love listening. And then I get good guesses. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess so because that ruins the question yeah, if you know, know like the... It doesn't uh, ruin anything. I just get really enhances. good feedback. Yeah. Jen's going to know exactly hits. what the next book is. Right, right. Hey, we're on a trend here. Juice potion. Um, tell me what... Now I want to look it up. What questions you have of this up. book? Did it wrap up things nicely? Um, what other points do you want to make? Anything else that you have for this, this book before we get into like who won the book, the house cup of the book? And what's your favorite moment of the book? <laughs> the book. Um, I have two romance questions. Mm. Hagrid and Eminem <laughs> going on vacation together to oh. the motherland. <laughs> to the motherland. Um, <laughs> romance question mark. Um, uh. That is pretty funny. Uh, that whole dynamic. And yeah. I'm all about it. Um, also, by Harry, said Hermione, and she did something she had never done before mm. and kissed him on the cheek. Hmm. Very sweet of her. Like a sibling? Question mark. Or like a crush? Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Will there be a love triangle between the three? <sighs> well, it opens up Ron and Floor. She wants to practice her, her English anyway, <laughs> which Ron thinks is very good. So I was like, I was like, oh, I mean, oh my God. I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> now that Cho is not an option, let's face it. I don't think that would work anymore with really with Harry. I, I don't know. Mm, it feels too weird. I don't know if I could get behind that anymore. Why? I think with Cedric dying, there would just be too much grief wrapped up in the whole thing. I don't think it could work. She'd be crying on all their dates. Yeah. Like it would just be, <laughs> honestly, I just couldn't think of it as healthy. I would be like, Cho is just trying to hold on to memories of Cedric yeah. through Harry, or there'd be deeper resentment. Um, I don't know. Wow. You think this through, but honestly, I think him and Cho could have a great friendship now mm. to the next level. Like they've been through something to get something together. They could support each other, but I don't think they could date. I don't think they could be romantic. Interesting. Um, but Hermione and Harry, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I didn't think I'd be on that train, but now I maybe am a little bit. I feel like she just kissed his cheek because he almost died. Yeah, like, maybe. But they've almost it? died a bunch of times. And what does that do mm -hmm. to a 10th grade boy? <laughs> yeah, it just feels like. I don't know. It just feels like there's something more there. <laughs> <laughs> Jan, I'm talking about um, emotionally and mentally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, classic Jen. Just blame it on me. Um, that's definitely going to play with his heart a little bit. It doesn't matter if it, they're even just friends. A little mm. kiss on the cheek is going to emotionally get a guy's wheels turning. <laughs> yep. That's what she said. I was just thinking that. <laughs> There's these card games. That's what she said. Oh, yeah? It's like, what was it? Like, like uh, apples, apples to apples, apples with yeah. innuendos. But that's what she said. So definitely not very clean. <laughs> um, I'm going to play that. Play it Harry Potter style. 
We should like have Harry Potter bingo. We really should make Harry Potter bingo for our podcast. Oh man, I, there are so many Harry Potter things oh, yeah. I now want idea. to get into. Yeah, and I just have to wait. Have I know. There's like some new Harry Potter video game and everything. Yeah. Oh and my I was gosh. like that looks so awesome. I can't even watch the commercials because I don't want to know anything about it. I literally it, made a mention like, of this oh, on the so podcast. It's coming out tomorrow on Monday about how I'm going to live stream some of that. It comes out in February and you guys can't do it yet, but I'm going to see oh, if I can live stream and like, that is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> like do the game. Like me and you will hang out and we'll live stream the Harry Potter game. <laughs> well, just because there's so much after. more to the world now That's that I'm like, fair. Oh, I want to peek in on all this stuff. We're, we're not even halfway through the book. Cause the next ones are so big. <laughs> the first book Jen, is tiny, but looking back on it, tell me like this big. I just want, your confirmation of this prediction that I made at the very beginning. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy it's such a big Yes. <laughs> Aren't you happier that these books are longer? Yes. Don't you almost wish they were longer than what they are? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. When I was finishing yeah, this, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, we're almost 45% of the way through or whatever it was. Yeah. I'm like taking guesses. I'm like, no, maybe we're only 40%. Maybe we have lots left to go. Yeah. I like want them to be longer. We're about 43 there's like, oh, I think we get yes. to like chapter six or seven of the next book and that's when we're halfway through. And then I was like, oh man, because we like put a few Christmas things up in here. I was like, yeah, I was joking with Kristen. We could decorate it next Christmas too. <laughs> then I was like, will we be reading in another year? That would be so awesome. <laughs> we might, we might, but it's worth it. Depends how much we stretch yeah. it out, but it's so yeah. great. Speaking of, can our viewers point out all the Christmas stuff in our own. I know that's like a little challenge. <laughs> yeah. I spy. Christmas go things. yeah, go watch the live stream and go uh find all the little Christmassy things we got. All right. I want to know what is who wins the house cup. Let's just talk about for these chapters. Dumbledore. Yeah, that's yeah. strong. There's like a lot of strong best. contenders, Ooh. though. I really love I Mrs. Weasley in certain moments, like we talked yes, about. Yes, yeah. She's great. Harry is also really great, and like his courage and bravery mm. to actually be able to retell yeah. the story. Sometimes yep. I want to give it to Amos Diggory, but oh, that's devastating. A yep. post, post homously. What is that word? To Cedric. Posthumously. Posthumously, yeah. Maybe. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so true. I feel like Dumbledore does win this chapter. He just isn't on a different level from everyone else, though. Yep. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite moment in these chapters? In these three. Information. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's all about the information. I love it. Do you yeah. have my favorite moment for me again? <laughs> yes. The what? This hug? No, I'm just, I don't know. You, you like you, you love picked out a moment you know, last time and you were like, you do it. Oh, and this you're was like, well, I just yeah, gave yeah, yeah. you the hug. Your favorite oh. moment is the hug. Oh. When Mrs. Weasley hugs Harry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come on, I can't keep doing this. You just got to tell me what you're when you're reading these chapters. Ooh, right nice. now, that was a great time. Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah. I was on. doing that, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> I feel like that is written Christmas down. happened, and oh. you're knitting our sweaters. Yeah, yeah so sure, true. Sure. Thank you. you. Which are incredible. <laughs> I am so I can't right believe it. I I are this. you? I'm sweating. Really? Yes. Yeah. I had to shed my layer, but I'm gonna keep staring at it. So great. I love these. So awesome. The Jays. Gives <laughs> a little extra coziness. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I'm gonna have to wear this like all the time now. I know. Um and then especially when we're reading Christmas in the books. Yeah. But the world does feel like it's changing. But I hope they still celebrate Christmas <laughs> in the next books. Um my favorite moments, I think two World War. Yeah, right. It's about to be World War Three, uh in the wizard world. Um 
when Dumbledore first broke the door open and came charging in, that was like a mm. great moment. And I love the information dump. Um, but I think when he was in the great hall, like telling all the students talking about Cedric, um, he says that great line of we're only as strong as we are united as weak as we are divided. Mm -hmm. Like that moment felt like a big moment. Um, I really liked that. It was like, you know, tearing up about um, Cedric and just like reading through all that. Those two pages, high quality, my favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the whole dialogue that he has with, with fudge is some of my favorite writing. Oh yeah. To that too. too. The, oh man. Um, oh yeah. What you read earlier yeah. was oh, really good. I, love how he talks about that and i really love just the memorial that they have for um for cedric too hmm. remember someone who is good uh, yeah. and brave and what happened when they just kind of happened to go across voldemort's path yeah remember cedric degree i love that um who wins the house cup for this entire book <laughs> i mean <laughs> Does I Harry win them all? No, I gotta give it to Cedric. I, I gotta take this yeah. off. I'm like, okay, hmm. we gotta vote for Cedric. All these books are about Harry Potter, though. Like, yeah, well, it? you're right, right. I feel like I'm I'm giving him a little handicap just so that yeah. I he doesn't get it every time. But Hermione could get it every time. I too. did think about that. She did a lot of awesome stuff. Yeah, and she always is such. She's so level headed. Yeah, I enjoy Fantastic. her character. Oh, man, like, because even the drama between Harry and Ron, she's in there, like, trying to mediate things and help out. She's encouraging Harry to get the clues. She's yeah. a sounding board for Harry. Like, that's why I think Hermione and Ron, even when they're the unsung heroes, they are giving Harry stability that allow him to do anything, basically. Because mm -hmm. um, without them, he would not be able to handle this. I don't know oh, if I could really give it to Hermione. I can definitely think about it. Mm. She's up there. She's up there. She's up there in the power <laughs> rankings, but not quite. Maybe not quite getting it. Yeah. I feel like Harry kind of deserves it. Dumbledore is great in this book. Mm. Really love Dumbledore. Sirius is a good character too, even though he's not really mm. in yep. it. His letters and advice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. He's the unsung hero of this book, really. And I feel like with Dumbledore we might find out more that he was doing that we didn't see mm. in this book and realize how much more he actually had like a hand in making this stuff happen. Because again, he always seems a little bit distant, um, but now he's getting more involved. Mm. I feel like I'll have to lock it in and say, Harry. Yeah. Cause that fight with Voldemort, like he had some <laughs> emotional support from these shadows, but like he was, he was just going for it. Yeah. Fighting the dark Lord all by his onesie. Toodle says Harry has to win the house cup for being just for being a 14 year old boy who willingly faced death by fighting the darkest wizard in his world. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, can't argue with that. Yep. So. Yep. Harry wins the house cup for the goblet of fire on to the next book, which I am not going to say I what it's named it <laughs> oh, I I, when I hear. Oh, wait. Uh, well, no, no, don't tell me. I was like, when I hear it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, but it's good because I still don't know what it means. Yeah, you're not going to know what it means. Excellent. It's up to John. Yeah. It's called Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The Order of the Phoenix. Maybe that plays into what you were saying. The newest, like, There's tail a feather. third tail feather that's going Ooh. on. <laughs> and that's the Order of the Priori. In Cantato. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for joining us on this podcast of Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. <laughs>
thanks for listening. This was such a fun book to do with these guys. I also am going to post an extra episode on Danny and Jen's live reactions to reading the books because they just sent me a bunch of voice memos and it was hilarious and really, really entertaining. So I'm going to post that a little bit later, but thank you so much for uh, listening and we are going to do the Order of the Phoenix in a few days. We're going to start reading that. So get ready for that. We're very excited.